Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset, hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Don't touch that dial. You're tuned in to the Dread Podcast Network. What's your favorite scary movie? Oh, come on, you know I don't watch that shit. Why not? Too scared. No. No, it's just, what's the point? They're all the same. Some stupid killer stalking some big-breasted girl who can't act who's always running up the stairs when she should be going out the front door. It's insulting. And then I was like, I don't know which way to, it felt I, like a rock, paper, scissors situation did. where I was like, I know that she's going to do what I think she's going to do. So should I do the opposite or do yep. the thing? Because I, she knows that I know and I know that she knows and mm. she knows that I know that she knows. What should have happened <laughs> and we both fucked it up is we both played chicken. You should have said I'm Ketron Porter and I should have said I'm Kim Burns and we mm-hmm. fucked it. We fucked it. We messed well, it up. Well, you fucked it. I fucked it. <laughs> I mean, if that was the case, then you did. No, I, it was. <laughs> no, I'm Kim Burns. And I'm Ketrin. And I'm going to listen to a movie. Yes. Um, I'm excited about this one. This was one I've actually already seen before. But before we do all that, guys, if you could rate subscribe and review our podcast on all the things like Spotify, Apple podcast, all that stuff. And if you could follow us at KK Sam podcast on Instagram and TikTok, that would also be great. And come talk to us in our Facebook group, Sammy stay alive. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. And join our Patreon. We're doing so many fun things. You missed a, hopefully you didn't miss our watch party that was yeah. on the 16th. Hopefully you were there and you had a great time with us this past Friday. Yeah. Where we all watched Cabin in the Woods together. Yeah. And Kim didn't get COVID this time. I didn't get COVID this time. <laughs> and we had some fun special guests show up. And yeah. that was fun. And we had a great time. Hope you were there. <laughs> if you weren't and you want to go to the next one, join our Patreon at the Nancy Thompson level. Yes. Um, also, we can cut this out, but people can go back and watch it. Yes. If they join, they can then go back and watch it. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And also, if you won't get to, you know, be 
live, but you can also join our Nancy Thompson level and you can go back and watch Cabin in the Woods with us and pretend that you're there with us. Um, Lots of options. Lots of options. All of them involve you following us and giving us money and supporting us and things like that. And we would love you forever. Yeah. And... The end. Goodbye. Goodbye. See you later. That was our podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Um, How are you doing? What was your week? What's happening? Oh my gosh! Great week. Great. Wasn't sick. Awesome. Went to Boat Cinema, uh, where I saw a movie, a little old movie that some of you might have heard of. Well, it's from a little old franchise that some of you might have heard of. Oh, the Halloween franchise. Never heard of it. But I'm not going to tell you which one. Oh, I know which one. <laughs> I know. Maybe, maybe we're going to do for an episode. Yeah. But yeah, that was fun. I wasn't on a boat. I was on the beach, but you can oh. get a boat. But it was still fun. And Michael Myers came. <laughs> he came. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was there. He's watching his own movie. Uh, wow. The star of the show. I always knew he was a narcissist. <laughs> and we got he free pizza and tacos and free movie candy. It was fun. What movie candy did you get? I got Sour Patch Kids and yeah. popcorn. Yeah, that's great. What is what is D's ca- movie food situation? He got Skittles and didn't want them and gave them to me. So why did he get them? Because there was only the free ones. There was only like a couple choices. It was like Sour Patch Kids, Skittles, and Starburst. Oh. Uh, those are all great ones. Those are all great. That two out of the three are my two of my favorite candies. Maybe they're not for him. I don't know what to tell you. Well, we're gonna have to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, I got to see you. Yep. Out with our friend Stephanie. Mm-hmm. And had a little girls' night. It was so fun. And then I also, you know, anyone who follows me on Instagram has seen my little workout journey. That I've been mm-hmm. on, and I feel like I've talked about it on here sometimes, but I joined like a gym that's like just women and it's weightlifting for women. It's like outside and it's like just like everyone's really cool and like I love the trainer and stuff like that. It's like a, such a good time. Um, and it's like so nice that it's like just women because then it's like everyone feels comfy and like it's funny and we talk about our, you know, some people are pregnant, like so we talk about like babies and birth and. Periods, all kind of shit. You feel real real safe there. It's like like curve back in the day. Remember that? Right. That ladies workout circuit training. Um, But we just finished, like we do like different programs and then it'll like change to a new one. And so when we finish the program, we take pictures. So she put a side by side with like my first picture from like October. And I was like blown away by how much I've changed. And you guys, Kim's a strong girl. Kim's, I'm so so proud proud of her too. She's really kicking so much butt. I've been working really hard, but it's like nice when you see the progress. You see the progress. You're like, oh, oh yeah. Fuck. So that was encouraging yeah. to keep going. You look, you look awesome, and I'm Thank really you. proud of you for the doing things that make you feel good. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, what did I do this week? Uh, oh, I, I got a fucking saw The Exorcist this weekend. Oh yeah, not the movie. <laughs> Right. Actual <laughs> exorcist, but she also yeah. does like energy remote cleansings. So she did a cleansing for me. 
because Jeez. we did one last year in February about love. And then I met D. So now I wanted to do one on like business, career, money, stuff like that. And um, I was like, I mean, yeah. surely it was really worked out last time. So yeah, why not? Um, why the it was a fuck not? Wild experience. Because she said last time she talked about what an empath I am and like very sensitive to energies and stuff. So like it is a wild experience for me because you like feel the whole thing. And she and you like hang up. You like talk for like ten minutes on Skype, and then you're like, okay, goodbye. <laughs> and then like all these crazy things happen to your body. I like cried and coughed and choked. It was just crazy, just crazy. But now I'm all fresh and clean. So fresh and so clean, clean. Um, what did I do? I I got a sun lamp so I can stop talking about the weather ad nauseum. <laughs> um, is it working? <laughs> I don't know, but I now. I don't have an excuse to talk about it anymore because I bought a son to be in my apartment. Um, what else? Oh, guess what tomorrow is? Tomorrow, what? I will have met one Mr. Eric Lane Martin 14 mm. fucking years ago. Wow, which that's so weird. Which doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make any sense. So weird. He went and got us... Um, uh, pizza from Lucifer's Pizza today, which is where we had our first date. Ah, cute. And he got vegetables on it, even though he only likes no things on his pizza. <laughs> no things. <laughs> it was very sweet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's a great guy. Happy so meet, Happy meetiversary. Yeah. Um, so, Eric, you're going to listen to this. I'm going to mark the timestamp and tell him that he has to listen just to this one part. Eric, you're great. I love you. I'm so glad that I met you 14 years ago. You really put up with a lot of my shit, and I really appreciate it. Happy dateiversary. Oh, dateiversary. That's better than meativersary. Meativersary. <laughs> That sounds like Which was we ate a lot of meat. Got veggies on it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is in, in honor of the day we ate all the meat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, dateiversary. Dateiversary. Yeah. Cute. Um, and I didn't even mean to do this, but in I guess in honor of our dateiversary, I'm doing one of Eric's favorite movies. Oh, yeah. Totally on purpose. Totally on purpose, babe. I totally meant to do this and I but I <laughs> I was such a bitch while I was watching it and I acknowledge that now. We have a system where like Monday nights is Eric edits the podcast night. Um I talk to sync until about 6:30 or 7 and then I go watch my movie, either a first watch for 2 weeks from now or final note taking watch. So we kind of do our own things on Monday nights. But because I was watching one of his favorite movies, he like plops down on the couch to like watch it with me for a first watch. That's fine. But he like also has to be like remote control czar and like <laughs> volume boss and things. Volume and I just was <laughs> and I just was like, babe, like I need this to like. You have to you have to go away. Like I don't want you here. I was like, this is like my time and space. Like I need to be able to pause it a bunch. I need to be able to like get up and walk around. I need to like be in control of my own volume. And so I eventually just was like, I know that this is your favorite movie, but like I need you to leave and go just sit in your room. <laughs> Even for the first watch? 
Wow. He just needs to be happy date anniversary. I... <laughs> Go away. He just like needed like why do you guys need to change the volume so much? Just put it at one and put 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 the remote away. Well, that's not totally his fault. I'll fucking tell you why we need to change the volume so much. Because we have some of the worst upstairs neighbors I've either of us have ever had. They're just like really terrible people. And they expect us to like just live as if we're supposed to be like silent people living in their walls mm-hmm. and go without detection. So like we are constantly being told that like our TV is too loud, but like they don't acknowledge that we can hear literally every step and conversate. We hear their conversations. That's how thin our walls are. So we're just like constantly like, <gasps> there was an explosion. Was that too loud? Oh God. Like it's oh. just, it's a whole thing. I feel like thing. I would just be a, a bad neighbor and give zero fucks. Yeah. <laughs> like I would just be like, I'm just watching a movie. Sorry. Yeah. Move to a place with thicker floors yeah. and ceilings. She's just like a really I can't do anything and I'm not going to change my life for you. Yeah. She's <laughs> she's really she's really terrible. It's a gut her she lives with her boyfriend too, but I don't like roping him into things because I think he would be fine if he wasn't married to a dragon. <laughs> anyway. So there's a lot What's of stress the movie? volume control. <laughs> No, I want to tell you more about my neighbors, um, <laughs> about Eric and my movie-watching habits. The I'm movie coming is, over to watch a movie on Friday, which will be passed for when you guys are listening, and mm-hmm. I'm fucking keeping that volume where it's at. I love it. Great. We're keeping Kim's, one volume. <laughs> I love it. Kim, Kim's going to Kim's gonna break this cycle of abuse. If it gets loud for five minutes, you can fucking deal with it. Yeah. It's, it's so, not going to go on for hours. Like She's the worst she's terrible um i watched from dusk till dawn um i'd seen this before eric showed it to me honestly probably like right around this time 14 years ago truly (laughs) like you know where he was showing me all of his favorite movies and things like that um so i watched that again it is directed by robert rodriguez it is um. written by Robert Kurtzman and Quentin Tarantino. Oh. It came out in 1996. This was kind of like George Clooney's um, kind of breakout role a little bit. It kind of got him Batman, like kind of put him on the map as like a major actor. Um, Quentin Tarantino is also in it. Isn't he in all his movies? Not all of them. I don't think so. But he's like a... Oh, he's like a main character. He's a main character. Oh, yeah. I think, I think he makes like appearances. Yeah, no, he's he's a main character in this one. Um, For which he won a Razzie for worst character. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I Uh-oh. concur. Um, so here we go. Let's see. Dead or Alive. So you ready? Ready. Uh, Richie. Alive. Seth. Alive. Uh, Jacob. Dead. Kate. Dead. Scott. Dead. Sex Machine. Dead. Frost. Dead. Uh, 
Santanico Pandemonio. Dead. And Danny Trejo. Dead. All right. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here we go. All I all I thought about was any other Quentin Tarantino movie, which yep. has a high a death lot of count. deaths. Yeah, uh, that was smart, smart strategy. Um, off we go, off to the races. Um, so, listen, I'm going to preface this by saying I like this movie. I think it's a great, you know, homage to gory 80s movies and exploitation films and it's quentin tarantino so it's lots of words and feet (laughs) i am a different person than i was when i first watched this so i found myself a little bit more exhausted by quentin tarantino than i was last time i watched it but we'll get to that and in general it's great it's fine it's a great movie great job 1996 let's go um So uh, we are in like the desertiest of deserts where it's like one road and there's a liquor store on the side of this one road. And it it appears to be, you know, the first uh, proof of civilization on a many mild road. And it's called Benny's Liquor. And a sheriff pulls into Benny's Liquor and he's shooting the shit with Benny who's the only one there. And they clearly do this all the time. Cause like mm-hmm. the sheriff gets a beer and like drinks <clears throat> it at the cash register with Benny oh, and they're wow. talking, sir, are you on duty? Uh, he's definitely on duty. And Benny's just talking about, you know, what'd you have for lunch and blah, 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 whatever. The sheriff then goes on, you know, cause Benny's like, what's your, what'd you do today? Sheriff, blah, blah, blah. And the sheriff goes on and has a really offensive conversation about a woman raising a mentally ill, uh, mentally challenged uh, child, which I won't even get into. Um, And then we learn that there was also a bank robbery that the sheriff is very upset about because it left three cops and four civilians dead. Oh, wow. And the sheriff is very much like, you know, this is a spree and we're going to catch these guys and fuck them. So he's like, you know, they're talking about all this. And then he's like, I got to go drain my lizard. And Benny's like, all right, Sheriff, you know where the bathroom is. What other movie were they draining the lizard? Oh, my God. They're always draining lizards. Like in the (laughs) 80s and early 90s, like everyone had to drain a fucking lizard. Um, but I do know that we talked about that in a postmortem and I can't remember we did what a deep it was dive for. on the postmortem. <laughs> we did. Yeah. Um, <laughs> about where that term came from. Yeah. So Benny's like, you know, just casually reading a magazine, spitting into a mug spittoon ugh, of tobacco. <gasps> um, and then as the sheriff goes into the bathroom, here comes George Clooney from around you know, the corner, like, behind, like, a rack of liquor or whatever, and he's holding a girl hostage with a gun, and he's pointing the gun at Benny, being like, what the fuck is your problem? You let him use the bathroom? And Benny's like, dude, you told me to, like, not alert him to anything. If I had told him that he couldn't use the bathroom, he totally would have known that something was up. Like, I'm trying, like, I'm trying here. Oh, my gosh. She's just been there the whole time? The whole fucking time. Benny's quite the actor. Benny did 
great. Benny did really great. Like I was very impressed with Benny and his ability to like not be sweating bullets knowing that there was not one but two armed gunmen in here because now here comes Quentin Tarantino with a gun and another girl that he's holding hostage. <laughs> so things got real very quickly, Kim. Like just extremely quickly. Yes. So George Clooney, whose name is Seth, is accusing him of trying to ask for help. And Benny is like, you know, no, he uses the bathroom all the time, blah, blah, blah. Quentin Tarantino, whose name is Richie, keeps like whispering into Seth's ear, being like, he was giving him signs. And George's, uh, I got to work on this. Okay. I wrote GC for George Clooney and QT for Quentin Tarantino. But also I know the actor names very well and also their character names are Seth and Richie. So I got to make a choice right now. I'm going Seth and Richie. Okay. So which one's which? Seth is George Clooney. Richie is Quentin Tarantino. My high school crush. Seth! My greatest high school crush. Your your greatest, your greatest high school crush. Yes, meaning the the deepest, the longest, all of the the most impressive. Oh wow! Okay, loved Seth Brown. Uh, so Seth and Richie. So Richie's whispering into Seth's ear. Clearly, Seth is the is the older brother. They're brothers, and Seth is clearly like the the boss and I wrote very very Tarantino-y dialogue um lots of words uh and (laughs) words that Quentin Tarantino is very impressed with so the sheriff now (laughs) (laughs) don't worry Quentin I actually Mm -hmm. copy and pasted some of your dialogue man I I know how much you appreciate your very Clever, clever big boy dialogue, and I copy and pasted a lot of it, okay? Wow, it um, sounds like Ketron wants to invite Quentin to her meeting with, um, what's his face? To talk about movie writing, so she can she can oh. teach a class to them. Yeah, Kevin Williamson? No, Kevin I, don't Williamson. Need to, I don't need to, listen, I don't need to teach Kevin Williamson how to write movies. I, he just had one little f- flub. That we've talked about. Kevin knows where I stand and and we're good now. <laughs> oh, I'm glad to hear um, that. <laughs> Quentin is fine. I can't get into my thoughts about Quentin Tarantino and Aaron Sorkin. That's for my other podcast, People That Piss Me Off. Too many words. Podcast. Too many words, yeah. <laughs> um, These people write too many words. <laughs> so um, the the... Sheriff is coming back out of the bathroom. So Seth and Richie, you know, shrink back into the shadows. So Sheriff comes back out of the bathroom and says a couple words to Benny, who again is doing great. And uh, he's about to say goodbye. Bang! (sighs) The sheriff is shot in the head by (sighs) Richie. Richie, I knew it. Seth comes out now and is like, what the fuck did you do that for? And Richie is like, I saw him mouth the words, help me. And the clerk is like, I didn't mouth anything. Like, you're crazy. I didn't mouth anything. Oh, and the clerk is also shot in the shoulder at this point as well. 
So the clerk is down behind. Like the, just got shot? Yeah, like it was like okay. bang, bang kind of thing. Okay. Um, so he's yeah, like that clerk's Benny. I'm so sorry. This is the yeah. end of your life. Yeah. So he <clears> shot <throat> in the shoulder. So he's down behind the cash register. Um, Seth and Richie are arguing and we see that Benny is actually trying to open a safe under the cash register. Um, and he gets out a gun and as Seth and Richie are arguing, Benny stands up and bang shoots Richie right through the palm of his hand, ready or not, Samara weaving style. <sighs> the girls thankfully run out. Like they've were distracted enough that they forgot all about the girls they were holding hostage. So now Richie and Seth um, are also ducking behind things now. So now it's a shootout. Benny's got a gun. Uh, Seth has a gun. Richie has a gun. Uh, Seth is giving instructions to Richie, being like, shoot out the bottles behind him. So what he means is all the bottles that are behind the cash register, just, just shoot them out. And we see that Seth has grabbed a toilet paper roll and lighter fluid, and he is dousing the toilet paper roll in lighter fluid, and he takes a lighter and lights it and throws it over the cash register. Benny has now been doused in alcohol. Oh, no. I mean, great idea, but yikes. Uh, yikes. Snikes. Yikes. And you don't even know because, okay, so be- poor Benny is aflame and screaming Aww. about it. But he I is not. Benny. I did too. But you know what? Benny's a fighter. Benny fucking gets up as a f- fireball, a, fl- a flame ball, and keeps shooting. And he <laughs> jumps over the fucking cash register, and he's shooting these guys, shooting, shooting, shooting. Seth ends up shooting him dead again, thankfully, because he's completely on fire. So at that point, it was like, thank you so much, Seth. I mean, I'm, way to go out Yeah, on top, Seth. I mean, Benny. Yeah. Um, and so Benny's dead. We see uh, Richie grab a road map for a dollar fifty, and they walk out, and it's literally just like blowing up behind them. Benny's liquor is just exploding behind them as they argue about the fact that Seth was like, "What part of keep it low key <laughs> did you miss?" Like shooting people, killing people. I told you to just go in and get a roadmap. That was literally all you had to do. Oh and, my and now, And now the, the whole place is blown up. Oops. So that's their relationship. So did they pay $1.50 for this roadmap? They also stole the roadmap. <laughs> so they blew this place up, killed the sheriff, lit Benny on fire and then didn't even fucking pay for the roadmap. It was an interesting fact that you included the price of that roadmap. It was just like all of the, for a dollar, all of this could have been avoided if you had just paid a dollar 50 for a fucking roadmap and then left. (sighs) So now we cut to the freeway, but it's like not the freeway, you know, it's like desert road. Um, (laughs) It's like, the only road for miles and miles. They're headed to Mexico, by the way, if that's... Oh, okay. We're headed to the well, border. that makes sense yeah. for them. Seth is uh, popping pills and washing it down with liquor, you know, because he's a real tough cookie. 
Uh, <laughs> Quentin, Richie, looks at the hole in his hand. And we have a shot of him, like, looking at his brother through the hole in his hand. Now, ma'am, I want to remind you that you were just in a liquor store slash convenience store. Okay? And you did, in fact, have a moment to grab some things. Um, you have a hole in your hand. What do you do? What does Richie do? Well, I would grab like a first aid kit situation, something to wrap, some alcohol, mm-hmm. maybe even a cauterizing situation. Mm. I just like grab it all and see what see what works, what pans uh-huh. out, you know. Mm-hmm. And what is what is our dear unhinged friend Richie do? I feel like Richie grabs like a like a Playboy magazine or something like that. <laughs> uh, point for you. That's great. I wish he had like tried to wrap his wound in the centerfold of Playboy magazine. <laughs> that would have been so Tarantino. And I'm like, Tarantino, you didn't Tarantino enough because that's what should have happened. Uh, No, what Richie did was grab, this really bothered me. And as soon as Eric saw this happen, he was like, you're going to talk about this exact moment on the podcast. I was like, I am. Because he grabbed duct tape and he wrapped Uh, his wound in duct tape. Sure. So I've wrapped my wound in duct tape too tight, mind you. Also, the adhesive immediately going to cause infection no cleaning of any kind but after he's wrapped his hand then he takes a big swig of liquor and spits it at the wound after he's already covered it with duct tape so now you have not disinfected the wound and you have also not had anything to drink to numb the pain you've just wasted liquor what a fucking idiot (laughs) So they keep driving down the road, and then we see that they have a hostage inside their trunk. Wow, man. Yeah. We, um... Their life has really gone off the rails. I need to talk to them about their childhood. Where did this go wrong, boys? Um, What's going on? Let's let's talk about this. Also, um, talk about codependent, because Richie needs to be put away key thrown away but we'll get to that later so now we cut to seth banging on a bell at a hotel and just really mad about it and then the oldest least toothed man i've ever seen comes out and he's literally like what the what the what the hell do you want just like that (laughs) perfect impression that's one thing quentin tarantino does do his bit players like the sheriff we just saw and Uh benny and even this guy who's got like one line he really lets them eat it up you know like he gives them big giant quentin tarantino speeches for like their one day on set you know so like i do appreciate that it's it's he really gives everybody something something to eat in the script (laughs) um so they get a room at this trashy motel and, you know, Richie is like, does it have cable? How about the X-rated channels? Does it at least have a waterbed? And Seth is like, it's got full, four walls and a roof. That's, that's it. That's all we need. So they back their car into the parking lot and they open the trunk and they bring this poor, scared woman inside 
who we learn later is was like one of the tellers at the bank that they robbed. And he pulls her into the room and he says, plant yourself there on the couch. Gloria is her name. She starts to say something. And Seth says, I said plant yourself. And plants don't talk. (laughs) (laughs) See, Quentin, I put some of your best lines in there. And I wrote them down exactly so that I could get them right. Uh, And so Seth is uh, talking to Gloria. Richie's behind him just like looking at her very disturbingly um Seth then comes over and tries to like rewrap uh Richie's hand with duct tape again um he's like you wrapped it too tight buddy and I feel like duct tape can can wrap a wound though like I'm not saying it was the best choice like they had other options that's what I'm saying but I do think a duct tape would work agreed but it's like we have, as you said, we had options and we grabbed the duct tape. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And now we're in a place where we could wash it with soap, mayhaps, perhaps <laughs> wrap it in a, in a piece of cloth, if we will, possibly. No, we're just going to stick with the dirty old duct tape. Seth is telling Richie the plan. So basically, here's the deal. Do you tell. They need to make it to El Rey. El Rey is run by a cartel boss of some kind, we can only assume, named Carlos. So in order to get sanctuary in El Rey, which is run by this, you know, cartel, you have to give them 30% of whatever money you stole, right? So like they robbed a bank. They have to pay 30% to Carlos, and Carlos will let them live in El Rey without killing them. But they have to meet Carlos at the border, and they've decided to meet at this uh, one place. It's a place that's open until dawn, and so Carlos will be there before dawn. But Seth is like, I need you to stay here. I need to go like check the border. Like Basically, I'm going to drive to the border and just kind of scope out if they're looking for us because like currently like the fucking FBI is after them because they've gone on this spree. They broke out of jail, which we'll learn more about. They broke out oh, of jail. They robbed were from jail. Yes. Like it's a whole thing. Like the entirety of the country is like looking for these two brothers. So he needs to go check it out. Richie starts being like, do you think you can talk Carlos down? Like, you know, 30 percent's pretty steep. And Seth is like, you don't. This isn't like bargaining. Like if you want to live in El Rey, you pay him 30%. That's gospel. Like that's it. Then he makes some racist comments about Mexicans, um, which, you know, really move the story along and are super relevant and necessary. Um, (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So now Seth goes over to Gloria and he says, hello, Gloria. I'm Seth. That's my brother, Richie. Let's cut to the chase. I'm going to ask you a question. And all I want is a yes or no answer. Do you want to live through this? Yes, sir. I would like to. Thank you very much. Gloria says the same thing. And uh, Seth says, good. Then let me explain the house rules. Follow the rules. We'll get along like a house on fire. Rule number one, no noise, no question. 
You make a noise, and he holds up his forty-five. Mr. Forty-five makes a noise. You ask a question, Mr. Forty-five answers. Now, are you absolutely positively clear about rule number one? Yes. Kim's I was it. trying to follow it. I was, I was make, not making a noise. Okay. Kim, oh, right. Yes. Well, Gloria, Gloria is allowed to say yes. Uh, <laughs> rule number two. You do what we say when we say it. If you don't, see rule number one. He takes the forty-five out, places the barrel next to her cheek, and then he says, rule number three. Don't you ever try and fucking run out on us because I got five little friends and they all run faster than you can. Got it? She nods her head yes. Maybe it's better when George Clooney says it than you. Is it you? (laughs) I think I'm doing great. I am an award-winning actress and I don't appreciate your <laughs> Normally you make it better my performance. I'm not sure this time. Maybe I'm it's just doing great. Maybe the essence doesn't live within you for this kind of role and it's more of a George Clooney role. Maybe. I mean George Clooney I mean, is you a tell s- me. George Clooney's a stone cold fox in this. Oh, is he? <laughs> I was always like you know, I'm not going to kick George Clooney out of bed, but he was never like in my roster of passes. You know right. what I mean? After this movie, but this George Clooney, it's because he's bad boy George Clooney, which he isn't normally. He's usually yeah. a good, good boy. He's bad to the bone. <laughs> 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 uh, back to Gloria. She's in a state of trauma. Can we get back to Gloria, please? Uh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. So, Gloria, you hang in there, follow the rules, and you'll get out of this alive. I give you I my word. That. Okay? No. You don't, word you don't believe shit, Seth. Seth. Okay. All right. So. I'm getting out of here the second I can. Goodbye. <laughs> Seth leaves. But he leaves Gloria with Richie. And Richie isn't all like. up there. He goes into the other room. You know, it's like adjoining rooms, kind of. Mm-hmm. And he says, come over. Come watch TV. Invites her to go sit on the bed. Uh, I was going to ask this as a question. I'll tell you why I didn't later. He asks the second time. She goes over. Awkwardly sits on the bed next to him. Just. Uh, um, he obviously asks her to take off her shoes. Obviously. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's just. It's just so transparent. Like, it would be, it's as if every movie I ever wrote, I somehow, like, wrote a scene where I must fuck Sebastian Stan to move the story forward. (laughs) Like, that's basically what Quentin is doing with feet in every movie he's ever written. Right. Um, Spoiler alert. Can you read a new draft of my movie? I added a scene where I fuck Sebastian Stan. Yeah. I love that. I can see exactly where that would fit in. Yeah. It's perfect for you. Yeah. Agreed. Um, I think it really, it really moves the plot along. Mm-hmm. Um, so now, cut to a family. Harvey Keitel plays Jacob. Oh. Very different oh, okay. role for Harvey. We're used to seeing Harvey as, you know, Dolores's mob boss husband and sister act. Uh, we're used mm-hmm. to seeing him as. Uh, you know, his character in Reservoir Dogs. Like, we're, we're used to seeing Harvey, you know, running with the bad boys, right? Mm-hmm. The De Niro's mm-hmm. and, the, 
and the and the and the other people that, that are in those kind of movies. But in this, he's a mild mannered. Him and old Georgie boy made a switcheroo. Yeah, he's a mild mannered uh, pastor, pastor, dad of two. Wow. Yeah, and his children are Scott and Juliet Lewis. Oh, love Juliet Lewis. Um, you would be so fucking impressed with her. Because, again, we've got some switcheroos happening. We know that Juliet can do the, the badass, the Juliet Lewis that we know, right? Even in things mm-hmm. like Christmas Vacation, she's kind of like the snarky teenager, right? right? Before She filmed Natural Born Killers before this. But in this, she's playing like a 19-year-old or 20-year-old uh, daughter of a pastor. And she is just apple pie like literal apple pie in an incredibly convincing not over the top really impressive way like honestly i could probably make an argument that like juliette lewis's performance in this is the best performance of the entire movie hands down wow it was really really impressive so they're all at a diner and jacob is harvey Keitel's name jacob kate is juliette lewis and her brother is scott And Jacob is saying, uh, we're going to sleep in a motel tonight. And Scott and Kate are like, why? Like, we have an RV. Like, wasn't the whole point that we were, like, self-sufficient? And they, like, say it together. Like, clearly this is something that Jacob's been saying. And Jacob is like, no, I just, I I need, like, a real bed for a night. Scott then goes to the bathroom. And Kate is like, so, Dad, I am... I called the house and I checked the messages and um, Bethel Baptist called and said that they would hold your position for you of pastor if we just came back. And Jacob is like, I'm not going back. He's like, that congregation deserves someone who can lead them in faith. And he's like, I believe in Jesus and I believe in God. But I don't like them anymore. And basically we learn that his wife died in a really horrible way. Mm. And he isn't able to preach anymore. He, he no longer oh, feels like a godly so man. And he um, and the kids are clearly upset. Like, you know, they were raised by a preacher. And now that preacher is saying, like, this is kind of like this is all bullshit. And they're like but our entire existence is based around this belief system. (laughs) Um, And uh, Kate's like, well, what do you think mom would say? And Jacob's like, mom's got nothing to say because she's dead. So we're dealing with some trauma, some major trauma. Cut to newscast where our news reporter on the scene is one Miss Kelly Preston. Oh, hi, Kelly. Um, Here's where we learn uh, the backstory of what happened. Seth Gecko was in jail for a robbery in 1988. He was being transferred to another courthouse to basically, like, go before his first first parole, like his first parole hearing. 
during that parole hearing, his brother Richie, who himself is a known robber and sex offender, ended up breaking him out and helping him escape in broad daylight from this parole hearing. But in the meantime, a bunch of fucking people died. Um, people, And then they go rob a bank and a bunch of fucking people die there. And I commented that, like, it was a very interesting performance by Kelly Preston um, that Eric was like, no, I think that was intentional. Because, like, she literally, like, looks like she's, like, turned on by the story. She's just got this, like, sl- slight smile and like smolder in her eyes a la kelly preston as she's talking about all the people that are dead and there's literally like a scoreboard at the bottom of like four civilians three cops and blah 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 you know reporting the story so that's what happened that's why they're after them got it at the end of her telling us the score of dead bodies she interviews a uh a Texas Ranger, a, a sheriff of somebody. So many people are after them. So it's like the head honcho of some department. And it is the actor who plays Nancy Thompson's dad. Nancy Thompson's dad. In the, in the, in the, uh, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street movies. Nancy Thompson. You'd recognize dad. him immediately. Yeah, I'd have to think about he it. He also plays obviously a cop in those two. Oh, oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. So he's like, we're gonna get these guys. Do you think that was you or him that did it better? All of these <laughs> that I'm doing are exact, uh, either perfect impersonations or I'm improving the performances. Okay. Just okay. know that across mm-hmm. the board. Mm. Okay. So now we cut back to Seth coming back into the motel room. And Richie's pointing a gun at the door, you know, just like doesn't want anyone coming in that isn't his brother kind of thing. Seth hands him a burger. Uh, So we went and made an errand to get burgers, but no gauze or anything to clean his severe wound. Uh, And he tells him about the plan. Here's what the border looked like. Here's what we're going to do. Here's your burger. He pulls out a third burger and realizes, where's Gloria? Gloria. And Richie, very chill. Gloria. Where is Gloria? That's a really happy sounding song for where Gloria is, unfortunately. Oh, no. Richie is super chill and just says she's in there and points to the other room. It was actually kind of a coolish way of doing it um, because Seth opens the door and the camera is only on Seth and his face falls. And all we see is like flashes of Gloria's like raped and mutilated body on the Mm -hmm. bed so like we don't have to see like a Mm -hmm. it Mm -hmm. you know it was uh and by flashes i mean like one frame of Mm -hmm. you know what's on the bed seth fucking freaks the fuck out on richie like he's furious like he's like 
what the fuck is wrong with you? He's like, is it my fault? Is it my fault that you do this? He's like, I'm a professional thief. I only kill people that I have to. And I certainly don't rape innocent women. Like he's apoplectic. He's very angry. And he like slams Richie up against the wall. He does. Like he has his own moral code. You know what I mean? And he's clearly the only one that can rein Richie in. Because Richie immediately becomes sort of very, like, childlike. And like, I'm sorry, I, I understand, you know. Seth is like, it's, it's okay, it's okay. Like, just, you gotta, you can't, you can't be doing this kind of stuff, buddy. Like, that kind of relationship. Cut to. Yeah, we gotta let, we gotta let Richie go. Goodbye. Goodbye. He's just, yeah. Goodbye. No, this isn't good for me. No, it's You not. gotta go, Rich. Yeah. So sorry, and, goodbye. And I did say this to Eric, that I was like, I, th- this it feels dated at this moment that like we are being asked to an extent to like root for Richie in a way. Like obviously we know that he's a bad guy, but we're Mm -hmm. also meant to like see him as a little brother through Seth's eyes. And I was Mm -hmm. just kind of like, that's where I said to Eric, I was like, I'm not interested in this perspective. Yeah. I'm not interested in this in this perspective. Um, so that's where I felt like just so much has gone on in the world since 1996. And I just don't really have a tolerance for this particular type of storytelling like I did 14 years ago. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just we cut back to our family now and they are pulling into a hotel motel. And Kate is not happy. Kate's like, this place is totally cruddy. She's like, it's a flop house. And you can hear Juliet the way she says it. And uh, Jacob is like, it's basic. And she's like, if it doesn't have a pool, we're finding another one. Skirt! Seth is just casually walking in front of their RV. And rather than get out of the way, he just slowly turns to them takes a swig of his beer from his six-pack that he's carrying, gives them kind of a, a unsettling smile, and then walks off. Question two, what do you do? What do they do? Skirt, get on out of here. See you later. Let's go find that hotel with a pool. <laughs> what do they do? I think that they park and, and get a room. Yeah, they do. Every every scene like this where it's like a seedy motel and kind of a deserty part of this area of the world just reminds me our st- <laughs> of our stop in Needles, California with a pool that had a Band-Aid floating in it. <laughs> Guys, it was... Yeah. That was a it hellscape. Was, it was a Creeptown, USA. Creeptown, USA, otherwise known as Needles, California. Okay, so now we cut to Jacob on... Uh, a bed in a room and Scott is playing guitar with his headphones on. So he can't hear anything. And we get a bang on the door and Jacob says, who is it? And we recognize Richie's voice saying basically like, you know, I just need to borrow some ice. Jacob opens the door. Borrow some ice. Is there an ice machine for that? Well, it's an ice bucket, I should say. He says, uh, our room doesn't appear to have an ice bucket. Could we borrow yours and I'll bring it right back? 
So Jacob's like, fine. And as soon as Jacob turns around, Richie pulls out his gun. Jacob turns back around. <sighs> Seth slips in the door. So now, okay, now they're hostage. And Jacob. What do we need hostages for? We'll Does find that out. help us get across the border? Yes. Jacob is like, what is this? And Seth punches him in the face and said, it's called a punch. Brilliant. Richie has a gun on Scott as well, on the kid. And then does something really disturbing. I don't know why this disturbed me, but I just didn't like it. He fucking puts the gun in this kid's mouth and leads him to the bed by the mouth, a la gun. It was Mm -hmm. just very, like, slightly sexual, really demeaning and scary Mm -hmm. and awful. Um. This was also where I was watching this, and I just was like, ugh. And Eric was like, what? And I was like, I just I just don't think I'm fun anymore. I just, everything's <laughs> bugging me out. <laughs> it's kind of how I was just feeling. I was yeah. like, I don't, not that I'm not fun, but I was like, this isn't, this is less enjoyable to me than it might have been at one time. Yeah. Like, I'm like, eh. Yeah, yeah. Um, but don't worry. We're, we're going to, we, we're going places. Great. So at that moment, Kate comes in in a bikini. Oh no! Yeah, and and then you know, so we have the the combination of Richie and a bikini clad girl. It's not going to go well. Um, and uh, basically, what they need is they need to get across the border. But everybody's looking for their car. They probably won't be as suspicious of a pastor RV. with his kids in an RV. Yeah. So Richie is standing next to Kate. And this is where we learn that like Richie is like fully insane, like schizophrenic hallucination type of situation because uh, Seth says, Richie, get the keys and pull the car around, pull the RV around in his hallucination. Kate turns to him and says, Richie, would you mind eating my pussy out, please? Oh, my. And Richie says, sure. But, like, Seth thinks he's saying sure to, like, will you pull the car around? Uh Uh-huh. But then he notices, Seth notices that Richie is, like, looking her up and down. And so he's like, hey! Get the keys. Pull the car around. So, like, he's very much, like, policing his horrible, insane rapist brother a lot, I guess. I guess we're supposed to be appreciative of that. So Seth shoes him out the door. And then he tells Kate to get dressed. He's like, you have three minutes. Go in the bathroom. Put some clothes on. Uh, He's now talking to Jacob. And Jacob tries to be like, you can take me, but leave my kids. And obviously Seth is like, that's not going to happen. So he puts the gun to, to Scott's head being like, I mean, I'm going to shoot your kid. So like I'm the boss. And, uh, then they're getting ready to go. And George, uh, Seth says, okay, ramblers, let's get rambling. Cut to driving in the RV. Kate 
Scott and Richie are all in the back. Seth and Jacob are in the front. And Kate says to Richie, why are we going to Mexico? What's in Mexico? And Richie says, Mexicans. And the whole time, he's, like, looking her up and down, and we're getting, like, a lot of close-ups, you know, like a close-up of, like, her cross necklace. She's got, like, a little crucifix that she wears. Seth is then, like, Richie, put in your bit. And he, like, pulls out a retainer and, like, puts it on his teeth, and he's like, I grind my teeth. But I think it's, like, literally, like, you're getting too gross. Put your bit in i don't know it was weird um (laughs) was it like a tooth retainer it was like a fucking retainer but he calls it his bit and he definitely did it like in response to richie like looking inappropriately so like it just felt very like having to bridle your horse if you will that's what it felt like um all right so jacob and google a bit that you put in your mouth yeah (laughs) So, uh, Jacob and Seth are talking and he's going through Jacob's tooth. No. Okay. No. He literally says it's because I grind my teeth. Oh, that's what he says. Yeah. Weird. So they're in the front. Seth is asking a lot of personal questions going through his wallet. You know, what are your kids names? Where's your wife? We learn that, like, Jacob's wife died horrifically in a car wreck where the brakes went out and she was, like, stuck in the wreck for six hours before she died. Mm. And, like, Seth is, like, making him talk about it. And it's clearly, like, really upsetting. And uh, Jacob kind of, like, stands up for himself and he's like, I don't see how, like, you holding us hostage means that I have to, like, tell you these really upsetting personal details. Like, he's he's basically like, we're your hostages. Like, if you're going to kill me, kill me. But, like, I'm not going to just also be tortured by you making me talk about my dead wife. Like, mm-hmm. go fuck yourself kind of thing. Um, and there's also something about, like, um, Jacob also has the right type of license to drive an RV. So that's also why... They couldn't have just stolen the RV necessarily because if they had gotten pulled over, their license isn't a class C license, Mm -hmm. Um, like a trucker license basically is what you need. Um, Anyway, so they keep talking. Seth is like, all right, let's cut the shit. Here's what I need. You can fight me all night long, but like I'm going to win or you can get me and my money and my brother over the border and I will let you go in the morning. Like, that's what I need. And Jacob is is basically like, I hear you, but like the only reason for me to be passive in this situation right now and not fight you back is because I believe you or like can trust your word. And he's, so he's like, so if you want me to be passive, you got to convince me that I can trust your word. I was impressed with Jacob. Like he understood that like, I'm a hostage, but I also, you need something from me. So, like, I do, mm. in fact, have some bargaining chips here. Great tactic, Jack. Yeah. Jacob. Seth basically, like, gives him his word that he will let them go. <laughs> he also calls, he's like, uh, you're stuck in a situation with a couple of real mean motor scooters. Motor scooters? Is that a, th- is that a, is that a badass know. thing? 
<laughs> we're a mo- we're a badass, real mean motor scooter gang. It just felt strange. Real mean motor scooters is what he calls them, and he's like, um, he's like. I also will make sure, you know, in good faith that my brother Richie doesn't um, rape your daughter. (laughs) And um, that kind of like puts Jacob in his place a little bit. Kind of like, okay, yeah, I'm not going to bargain with like my safety of my kids kind of thing. So um, cut to back in the back with... Richie and Kate and um, we get a foot montage. Uh, <laughs> Wait, really? Yes. <laughs> a clo- foot close up of Kate's feet. Interesting. Since Quinn didn't actually like direct this movie. He wrote it. I so know he that. Wrote but, like, in a lot of feet stuff. When do you write in like foot montage I just feel like a director has the ability to be like, oh, let me include this montage or not. Yeah. Well, uh, fair. For this one, I'll give you that. Um, Unfortunately, this is not the last um, foot situation that we find ourselves in. So so it's a montage of Kate's feet. We also get like a close-up of her decolletage and her cross necklace that she wears. And then Richie leans in and says, did you... Did you mean what you said back there? And Kate's like, mm. what? And he's like, well, I just want you to know, like, if that's what you want, I, I'd be interested. And she's like, in what? And finally, Seth is like, you don't need to talk to them. You don't need to talk to those kids. You, you guys don't have anything to say to each other. Shush, 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 shush. And Richie is just like, we'll talk later. And Kate's like, uh, Okay. And I think we're supposed to think that's funny. It was sort of played a little comedically. I think I th- I think we're supposed to <laughs> laugh. Possibly, I think I maybe it was good that Eric left the room so you didn't destroy his little <laughs> little heart and soul. That he he actually was seeing what I was seeing as well. Like he very oh. much was like um, he was very much like I don't receive this movie the same way yeah. as I did when I saw it like 12 times in the theater when it came out in 96, I think we also just like 96 Quentin Tarantino and Robert Rodriguez, like weren't the names that they are now. So it was like Tarantino esque writing was newer, newer novel. And now we're kind of like, okay, yeah, we get it. You got lots of clever words and feet. When is Pulp Fiction? I don't know. It's around this time. Let's see. Hold on. So this was 96. 94. Okay. Yeah. So we're, we're, uh, Quentin is able to get things made now because of, you know, the success of Pulp Fiction for sure. So montage of feet. Don't talk to them. Cut to them at the border. We're at the border. We did it. We're at the border. But it is jam packed with. And lots of lots of people. cops and sheriffs and drug sniffing dogs and lots of what's your business over in Mexico type people and questions. So Richie takes Kate into the bathroom. So mm-hmm. here's the bathroom of the RV. 
uh, you know, there's a toilet and there's a stand-up shower, but very, very close quarters. You can yes, see it. I've been. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> I've been. <laughs> I've been. So Richie's holding Kate, gun to her head. Seth is in there as well. He tells Scott to get into the passenger seat. Jacob's driving, obviously. Cheech Marin comes up to the window. Cheech knock, and knock, Chong. Knock. Cheech and Chong like to smoke some weed. Yeah. Um, this is the first of three roles that Cheech has in this movie. Of three separate he- roles, human? Yes, ma'am. Different characters? Yes, ma'am. Wow, look at Cheech go. Look at Cheech go. Quite a little hat wearer. So... Sorry, before Cheech comes up, Scott gets into the front seat and tries to convince his dad to to tell them, tell them that we're being held hostage. And Jacob is like, if we get them over the border, they'll let us go. And Scott's like, I've seen movies and reality shows. I can only assume he's talking about maybe cops in 1996. <laughs> oh, um, I was like, the real world? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I thought. I was like, but I, I probably cops. Um, that makes more sense. Where he's <laughs> I was like, like I didn't know they did hostages on the real world. Exactly. Yeah. Um, he's like, I've seen the movies. He's like, they always say you have to make a move when you can. You gotta make a move when you can. So question three, what do you do? What do Jacob and Scott do? I think that I agree with Scott. And I think okay. I'd try to make a move. Okay. And um, them? I think that Jacob does not. Point for Jacob. I hear you. I think the Scott is underestimating how completely fucking insane Richie specifically is, which we'll learn in just one moment. Now, this is when Cheech knocks on the window and he says, what's your business here? And Jacob says, oh, I'm taking my son to see a bullfight, the two of us. And we now cut to the bathroom and... Richie is like, this is pretty stressful. And Seth's like, shh, as long as you just don't act like a fucking nut, we'll be fine. This sets Richie off. He's like, oh, act like a fucking nut, which implies that I already was acting like a nut, like starts yelling. And Seth's like, shut the fuck up. And he's like freaking out. And um, Richie won't shut up. Like he won't stop talking. And so Seth knocks him out to shut up. Question four, what do you do what I do? Kill Richie. Kill (laughs) Richie. Um, Throw him out the window. Um, But obviously, that makes a noise, which Cheech now hears. And Cheech says, what was that? And Jacob says, oh, that's just my daughter in the bathroom. And Cheech says, I thought it was just the two of you. Doing a bullfight. The and boys trip. Jacob fucking flubs it. And he's like, oh, I meant my son and my daughter. And she's just like, I'm coming on board, man. Come on. So he <laughs> <laughs> gets on board. Um, and he knocks on the bathroom door. Question four. What do you do? 
what do what does um Kate do? That's just a real tough call, you know? And Seth is obviously still in there with you with a gun, but like has the you know, he and Richie are like behind the foldy door that separates the shower. These are always the moments on like true crime podcasts and stuff like that where like they go one or the other way yep. sometimes like people do it and like whatever they did is the reason they survived but yeah but like sometimes someone will do that exact thing in that moment and then that's the reason they didn't survive exactly how do i know what to do yeah richie's passed out do i know richie's passed out yes yeah um but all, and, and what you were saying is exactly the Scott predicament that we just had, where it's like, Scott's right. Like, they always say, like, take the chance when you can, never stop mm-hmm. fighting and mm-hmm. things like that. But in this particular instance, Richie definitely would have just shot them. I just feel like the cops are right there, though, and there's so many of them. So, like, you know what I it's, mean? I, I do. It's, it's, a tough, it's a tough call. I see both sides of it. I think that she uh, plays it normal. I'm also going to play it normal and be like, oh, hello? Like, just, like, flush the toilet, basically. Be like, I'll be right out. And then go out and close the door and be like, there's gunmen in there. Okay. And what does... She just acts normal. Doesn't whisper, there's gunmen in there. (laughs) That's one and a half points. Point for you. She goes one step further beyond what you said of like flushing the toilet. She actually says occupied and is sitting on the toilet with her pants down. So when Cheech opens the door, she's like, do you mind? So like makes it very uncomfortable Uh for Cheech to like, you know, question her any any further. But then he just like grossly stares down at her underwear for too long. As he closes the door. Yeah. I didn't need it. Anyway. Didn't need it. I don't need it <laughs> I, don't, I don't need it. So, so weird how 1996 was also 1986. And, and also 1896, too. <laughs> all at the same time. Yeah, all at the same time. <laughs> um, so they're through. They made it. They fooled everybody. Yay. And yay, except I'm not rooting for them. So like, cool. Yeah. Yeah. So we're, uh, (laughs) so Seth is like, you're in my cool book. Richie's still passed out. Thank God. Maybe he'll die. Um, (laughs) (laughs) maybe he'll get an infection from his duct tape and hopefully again. Yeah. Um, and so he's like, you guys are all in my cool book. And he's like, all right, Jacob, we're going to the titty twister. That's the bar. You just head straight down this road. The sun is setting. This bar doesn't close till dawn. That's where we're meeting Carlos. It's open from dusk till dawn. From dusk till dawn. They should have called the movie that. That would have been neat. Uh, (laughs) so let's go to the titty twister. So. From dusk till dawn. Hey. So now we cut to um, <laughs> Seth. Got titties all the time. Hey. I don't. <laughs> I got I got some. Just not <laughs> nothing to share. You know, not enough to go around. 
yeah. <laughs> I just have you. a single You're serving. In, yeah. Yeah. Just for you and your meativersary. Yeah. <laughs> I got some meat. <laughs> Not that much, though. Just some. More like a charcuterie amount of meat. <laughs> but a, like a pretty small charcuterie. <laughs> All right. We don't need to pile on. <laughs> I can make fun of my charcuterie boobs. You can't. <laughs> I've got a whole T-bone steak. I don't even know. What's a big piece of meat? <laughs> a brisket. You got two briskets on your chest. I got a pig on a stick. (laughs) What is that? This is so sexy. (laughs) D, come get this pig on a stick. stick. Available from Dusk Till Dawn. (laughs) Seven days a week. Uh... I love how I'm like, this dialogue is so immature. Cut to us being like, my tits are meat! <laughs> We're just trying to get through it. And we are. So, cut to Seth waking Richie up, who's passed out. And Richie's like, what happened? And he's like, uh, you, you said your hand really hurt and you passed out, buddy. Sorry. <gasps> oh, oopsie. Yeah. Um, he's like, we're here. We're going to meet Carlos. He'll take us to El Rey and we're home free. Great. And then we have a thing about Richie's glasses being broken, which they really made a whole thing about that never, ever comes back. So could have cut it. His glasses are broken. Okay. Yeah. Um, like it's a whole thing where he's like, but I can't see. And I'm like, oh, this is definitely going to come back. It doesn't. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So now we're at the Titty Twister. And here's how I want to describe it to you. It kind of looked like Burning Man in the desert, where it's just like lots of dust and lights and pyrotechnics. And and, uh, this is so if it was like biker Burning Man. Biker trucker Burning Man is kind of what it would it. Motor scooter Burning Man. Motor scooter Burning Man. Yeah. And like... It's like a huge building, like very tall and literally like, you know, a giant like neon lady with tits and fire shooting out of the spires. Like it's it's intense. It's it's a thing. You know, you drive down sort of like a driveway of like fire flame coming. It's crazy. Looked kind of fun, honestly. Cheech is here in his second role. And he is the 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 guy calling people into the titty twister. And I'm like, Cheech, I don't think you need to work this hard. If they've made it to this single bar in the middle of the desert, I think they know where they are and that they can come in. But he's basically just listing off the different types of pussy available at this place. Oh, what are the different types of pussy? Well, it's it's. It, well, you got your brisket, you got your, your T-bone, yeah. you got it your charcuterie. Also, yeah, your charcuterie <laughs> pussy. It also, I, I, I thought about listing them all, but it frankly gets kind of gross and then a little racist. So, like, I'm oh, fun. just the list of, of different uh, pussy flavors. Okay. So, and it, and, and it goes on for about 24 minutes. Okay. Uh, just naming types Are of pussy. Are we confused that Cheech looks like the policeman? No. Is 
we he's, are like, this is his twin brother? No. No. This no, is just a different guy. Just a different guy. Just interesting casting tricks. Yeah. Just, uh, it's what it is. Seth is saying this place closes at dawn. Carlos is meeting sometime before dawn. So we're going to drink and party and play it cool. Play it cool, hostages. So someone kill Richie. So someone kill play Richie. It cool, please. Yes. Exactly. That's the only way that's going to happen. Yeah. So Cheech is yelling about pussy and Jacob is just like trying to like shield the ears of his poor children. <laughs> and his it's little just, church babies. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it's it's a lot. So uh, Cheech then stops Seth and is like, hey, man, you can't go a punch. So Seth is really great at taking his own advice and playing it cool. He immediately punches the bouncer in the face um and goes inside uh richie then comes back out and kicks him a bunch while he's down um which just seems like a really great way to play it cool when you're on the run from the law um so they're inside it's a really cool i gotta say this set is is fantastic it's very cool it's kind of like almost like an aztecian kind of temple looking place very high ceilings sort of lots of like recessed parts of the wall where there's girls dancing in it gorgeous like chandelier like it's it's really elaborate and and cool so they're inside dancing girls all over so many boobs just all the boobs sort of aztec showgirl costume if you will of (laughs) of everybody so many boobs no lines for any of the boobs. Just mm-hmm. just boobs. On the table, on the walls, all over, dancing all over the place. And there's also, like, the only way I can describe it is, like, a hard rock mariachi band is playing. <laughs> okay. And then they go to the bar, and Danny Trejo is the bartender. Hey, Danny Trejo. And Seth comes up and is like, give me a bottle of whiskey and f- five glasses. So Danny... Grabs a bottle of whiskey and a glass, pours a shot, and then kind of does the like fake out where it's like, hey, shake my hand. Oh, too late because he takes the shot himself and says, this is a bar for bikers and truckers only. And at that point, and Seth's like, but we're motor scooters. <laughs> we're mean motor scooters. We fit right. Come on. And as this is happening, somebody puts their hand on on Seth's shoulder, kind of like a big a big Kahuna type guy, as if to be like, "Come on, fella, get out of here." Seth obviously doesn't like that. I'm sure you can understand. So, Danny Trejo says, "This bar is for bikers." Another guy puts his hand on uh, his hand on his shoulder, and the big guy says, "I'm going to count to three and. Seth turns around and says, no, I'm going to count to three. And Big Kahuna says, three. And Seth says, two. Like, he's like, so they, he's like, you're going to count down. I'm going to count down. Question five. What do you do? What does Jacob do? Things are going off the rails. <laughs> um, where are we, like, in relation to them? Right next to them. Like, basically, Mm. if this brawl happens or people start shooting or, like, we're with Seth, whether 
we like it or not. So like if shit goes down, we're probably going to get wrapped up in it. And so are my kids. All right. Maybe Jacob is like, hey, come on, Seth. Now let's let's be good fellas. And well, not good fellas. <laughs> not good but fellas. But <laughs> good, good guys. Uh, good guys. Good. We're for the Lord and um, uh, keep keep it cool. Okay. And do what they say. Okay. What does Jacob do? No, I think that's Oh, that was Jacob. Your, oh, does. okay. Got it. And what do you do? <laughs> uh, I think I'm going to let him let him get in a brawl, but we're going to just try to try to duck away. Like if, if Richie and Seth get in a fight, mm-hmm. then we're going to be like, we're leaving. Like if Seth gets punched, then we're yeah. like, goodbye. Let me think about that. That's two half points. Jacob doesn't address Seth or Richie, but does try to diffuse the situation. What he says is, hey, 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 I am a trucker. Look at my license. It's a class two license, license. class C or whatever the fuck. I have a trucker license. Danny Trejo takes a look at it and says, welcome. Hands him his bottle of whiskey, five shot glasses. They go sit down. Fucking Seth literally like front kicks someone out of their seat. I'm like, you are the opposite of playing it cool, bro. You are the least cool. You are just in here kicking people literally with your feet out of chairs. Like, what are you doing? So he sits down. He escorts a dancer off his table, kind of to be like, I would like to eat here and drink here. Please don't dance on it. Then the guy, maybe the guy that he kicked out of his chair or some other guy goes and sits down at another table with a beer. And Tom Savini, the famous makeup artist, mm-hmm. is sitting there and he takes a whip, like a whoosh whip, oh. and he whoosh whips the beer bottle that the guy is holding pulls it to himself and takes a swig guy that just got his beer stolen pulls out a switchblade heart 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 (laughs) and tom savini we learn why his character name is sex machine because he pulls a little string or something on his coat And a flap comes down where his penis is, and a machine gun comes out of it. Oh, fun. And so Switchblade Heart 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 says, I am no match for a penis gun. I brought a knife. I brought a switchblade to a penis gun fight, so I'm (laughs) out of here. (laughs) Uh, I don't know if you know that, but switchblades don't work in a penis gun fight. No. Yeah, um, I can't. I can't imagine. So that what did you is bring to a penis gun fight. A uh, v- vagina holster. <laughs> <laughs> I got there. I could write Quentin Tarantino movies. I got a holster for that penis gun. 
<laughs> there you go. Um, so Tom Savini is Sex Machine. We then meet another player. Um, it is a guy who appears to be playing Mahjong or something by himself and is annoyed that the dancer's uh, heels excuse keep... Excuse me, what? what he's, playing s- he's playing some tile game, like dominoes or something like that, stacking okay. things. But he's getting annoyed because the dancers on his table keep making it fall down. And it is actually a famous uh, black exploitation actor by the name of Fred Williamson. Who, I know Fred Williamson. So he plays a character by the name of Frost in this movie. So we've met Sex Machine and we've met Frost. Uh, now we're just going to kind of see what's happening. And it is a crazy party. We got a lady who's riding on a guy's shoulders. Uh, he's wearing a saddle on his shoulders and she's <laughs> riding him like a bull. Uh, and uh, we got pyrotechnics and we got all kinds of shit. And Scott, poor little baby Scott, is just oh, like wow, hubba. Hubba. <laughs> I am so confused because He's I'm got clearly boner eyes. He his boner eyes, and they're such confusing boner eyes because he's like, I'm a hostage right now. <laughs> I don't feel that this is the appropriate time or place to be going through puberty in front of all of these <laughs> men and women here. But that is what is happening. And he's got full blown, he's got sex machines coming out of his eyeballs. He's got penis guns coming out of his eyes. Um and Richie leans over to him and is like, just give me the word and I'll get you a lap dance or something. Again, I think we're supposed to like kind of be rooting for him. I, 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 think, I think they sort of want me to be rooting for Richie. I, I, I got a lot to think about. I'll get back to you. Okay. Um, so Jacob then asks, um, oh, Richie, uh, sorry, Seth gives shots to everybody, including underage Scott and Kate. And Jacob obviously, like, doesn't want his kids to drink underage, but, like, they're going to. And they're kind of into it, you know? Like, the kids are kind of like, hmm. And then, you know, Kate's like, can I have another? You know, like, it's, <laughs> it's cute. How old is Scott? She's like, is Scott's probably... 16 maybe okay and kate all we know about she was like 19 to 20 yeah all we know about kate is because in this moment she says no i can't drink i'm not 21 yet so we just know she's not 21 uh yeah we are in mexico yeah what's the drinking age in yeah what is the drinking age in mexico 18 right 18 i don't know yeah so maybe she's like almost positive it's 18 though because i went there on spring break and yeah, think. so something like that. But, you know, she's also being held hostage and uh, her father is a pastor and, you know, <laughs> it might have been a slightly different vibe than when you went to Cancun for spring break in high school, possibly. I don't know. It sounds pretty similar. Pretty similar? Pretty similar. Could Minus be. the guns. Everything else sounds pretty... Pretty close? Pretty close. Yeah. Um. So... Seth is agitated. Seth keeps like slamming his glass down, but like slamming it down really hard. And finally, Jacob is like, guy, guy, what's 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 your fucking problem? Basically. But he says it in a nice, calm preacher way. (laughs) And uh, 
Seth is like, I'm still fucking mad about the guy that laid his hand on my shoulder 20 goddamn minutes ago. Um, that amounted to nothing. And he's like, I'm going to finish this bottle of whiskey and then I'm going to break it over his melon head. <sighs> cool, bro. You're so tough. You're, You're so man. tough. Good job. You're so tough. Such a oh, man. man. You're really playing it cool. Job, You're man. super smart. Great job. Jacob says, before we stepped in here, you told all of us to be cool. That means you too. And I was like, ooh, preacher daddy is laying it down. And Harvey Keitel's kind of a daddy in this, actually. He's mm-hmm. a daddy I and a daddy. A little bit. Yeah. Um, and Seth is like, I never said do what I do. I said do what I say. <laughs> yes? Can Eric tell us, are we supposed to be rooting for Seth and Richie? I know you're having trouble rooting for Richie, but like, are we supposed to be rooting for Seth? To, like, Seth and Richie versus, like, the family. Yeah. Because... Uh, Yes, yeah. and I'm not. Uh, yeah, and it'll become even I'm more for clear. Jacob and fam. And yeah, exactly. I mean, Eric tried. Eric tried to say like we're mo- we're mostly rooting for Seth, and I was like, I agree with that, but also one of the ways that we're meant to empathize with Seth is because he's so protective over his brother who is a serial rapist and murderer. So like, it's not quite playing out. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and it is told from a perspective that's like the, like Seth is the, is the hero really. Yeah. It, 96 was an interesting time. Um, (laughs) So, but everybody, like everybody's acting the shit out of it. Like it's great. And it's, you can't, it's, it's no, I'm never going to say it's not entertaining. Like it's, it's incredibly entertaining. It's a, it's a feast for the eyes for sure. Um, Especially if you like boobs that don't say anything. And feet. (laughs) (laughs) So Jacob says to Seth, are you such a fucking loser? Oh, that you can't tell when you've won. And Seth <gasps> says, "What did you call me?" And Jacob says, "Nothing. I didn't make a statement. I asked a question." Jacob, would you like me to ask it again? Yeah. And he says, "Are you such a fucking loser that you can't tell when you've won?" Now this little speech I loved. He says the entire state of Texas, along with the FBI, is looking for you. Did they find you? No, they couldn't. They had every entrance to the border covered. There's no way you could get across. Did you? Yes, you did. You've won, Seth. Enjoy it. Mm -hmm. That calms him right the fuck down. And Seth says, Jacob, I want to have a drink with you. So now... We're all friends. So now the lights go down. Danny Trejo gets on the stage and says, for your viewing pleasure, the mistress of the macabre, which is what I will be going by from now on. I love that. The epitome of evil, 
the most sinister woman ever to dance on the face of this earth. Kneel and worship at the feet of Santanico Pandemonio! Curtain opens. Salma Hayek comes out mm -hmm. in a mm -hmm. cape with a beautiful sort of Aztecian headdress. And fire shoots up beside her. And then two of her dancer ladies take her cape off. And she is full on Britney, I'm a slave for you, boa constrictor wrapped around her. Um, to the point where I was like, I think Wade Robson was maybe inspired by this very scene. Um, <laughs> she's wearing like a yellow boa around her. And she's doing a very but mesmerizing. But not an actual boa constrictor, just a boa. No, it's an actual boa constrictor. It's a just actual like... snake boa, okay. giant boa okay. constrictor. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, everyone is mesmerized. A furry boa. No, no. <laughs> uh, wouldn't have had the same impact, you know? Sure. <laughs> um, everyone is mesmerized, including me. Listen, I love looking at a beautiful lady. She is beautiful. I, I loved it. Yeah. It was gorgeous. Um, Salma is uncomfortably beautiful. And I enjoyed the show immensely. Hats Great. off to you. Happy to hear it. Snakes off to you, Salma. Snakes off. <laughs> um, so now two women take the snake off of her and she walks out into the crowd. And she steps up onto Richie's table. <sighs> She picks up a bottle of whiskey and she lifts her leg and she sticks her foot into Richie's mouth mm -hmm. and pours liquor down her leg and wow, smushes her toes around. Wow, wow, wow. Did Quentin blow a doozy on that one? <laughs> he blew <laughs> a doozy. I don't even know what blow a doozy means, but he did. Fully either, but but he definitely what, did that. He, <laughs> he did. definitely blew a doozy on that like, for sure. Wow, that is. I mean, it just. I guess if you can make movies and put yourself in them, like why not have like your greatest fantasy of all time come to fruition? Like I literally have six sex scenes with just me and Sebastian Stan in my new movie. <laughs> Yeah, so she does that, and then she takes a big swig. Her, she removes her foot from his mouth um, and then licks her own shin in a very flexible way, and then she takes a big licks swig. Licks her own shin. Good for her. Yeah. Good, good for her. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like it'd be challenging. It was. It was challenging. Um, and so now she takes a big swig of liquor, and she goes down as if she's going to kiss Richie. But instead, she just kind of mama birds the liquor into his mouth, which I was like, hey, I'm not going to yuck anyone's yum, but yuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, you don't want to mama bird some liquor? No. No. I just think of all the spit back. I just, <laughs> I just feel like I'm getting mostly spit. The sort of viscous, gooier saliva part. Let's put it on a postmortem and I'll, I'll mama bird you. You'll mama bird me some liquor and oh, see I, how you feel about it. 
I take it from you. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Um, Best friends. Uh, Quentin also real, really blew a doozy there, too. <laughs> He's just blowing doozies all over <laughs> this scene. <laughs> um, and, <laughs> and poor Scott. Just is a boner now. Yeah, like he just, just is a doozy. He's just he just is an erect doozy sitting at the table, and poor Kate is just like, oh my, <laughs> my, I don't know how to process this. And Jacob is is also oh dear yeah. to all of this. <laughs> Everyone cheers, including Seth, who's like, that's what I call a fucking show. <laughs> Commotion at the door. Cheech is there. Cheech as the uh, pussy announcer. Okay. Cheech is the pussy announcer. Uh, We never see uh, uh, Officer Cheech ever again. Again. So right now we're seeing it's uh, pussy pussy announcer. Yeah. Cheech. And he comes in with two big kahunas and he's like, these two are the ones who fucked me up. Points to Richie and Seth. And the guy who put his hand on Seth's shoulder, Danny Trejo, and this guy start a brawl. Shit's getting crazy. Mayhem ensues. Uh, Richie gets his hand stabbed again. The one that already has a hole in it. And maybe it's it went stuck. right on through. Yeah, maybe. Too bad that duct tape was there and it <laughs> stuck in real nice. It's stuck in the table. So now his hand is stuck. Richie pulls it out stabs one of them, one of the big kahunas, not Danny Trejo or not Cheech, one of the other ones, stabs them and then smashes it back into the table. Jacob and Kate and Scott are kind of like ducked down behind the table as this is happening. And they notice that the the knife that just stabbed one of them that Richie just put back into the table has blood on it, but the blood is green and they're like, oh, what? Green blood. Richie and Seth have adequately kind of backed everyone off. And now they're back to back with their guns drawn. Right. And uh, they're like, you know, nobody move. Cheech and the other two are laughing at this. And Seth and Richie are just like, what the fuck is happening? We also see that Salma Hayek is like there you know kind of like trying to stay out of the fray but standing there and we see that richie's hand is pouring blood and salma is staring at it oh somebody likes some blood somebody likes some red blood pour it down your leg into me mouth (laughs) (laughs) i love that song that was so good so cheech is laughing Seth and Richie unload their gun on them and they all die. They all fall backwards. Kate looks at Selma. Selma then snarls and turns into a snake vampire. vampire. So, Kim, we're vampiring now, okay? And these vampires, they are all different 
vampires. So Salma is like a vampire that kind of looks morphs into a snake. Oh my gosh, this is fun. Yeah. So that's the kind of... I want to be an animal vampire. Vampire she is. It's like all the flavors of pussy, the flavors of vampires. So she then sees that like Salma is eyeing Richie. And this is again where I was like, who are you asking me to root for? Because Kate literally goes... Richie, look out. And I was like, Kate, no. Kate, have you been, have you been, have you Stockholmed? been Stockholmed? Stockholmed? I, Thanks I for thinking of the city while I just welcome. repeated, have you been over and over again? <laughs> I got you, girl. <laughs> <laughs> have you been, have you been Sweden? Have, have you, you been, been <laughs> have you been Switzerland? <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, yeah, she's uh, Stockholmed or. Like, I was so excited for Selma to eat him. Eat the fuck out of him. Yeah. Destroy so, his body. Yeah, it's... it's and never see him again. Yeah, so it... We'll call it Stockholm. You know? Um, but to no avail, because Selma jumps on him and bites his neck. And blood spurting everywhere. And Seth tries to shoot her off, but his gun jams. Or no, his gun runs out of bullets, I bet. That's probably what it was. Runs out of bullets. Richie is blood from the neck. Just spurting from the neck, down on the ground. His last words as his brother leans over him, holding his head, crying, is, fucking bitch. And I was like, oh, even your last words were misogynistic. Um <laughs> Good riddance. Go fuck yourself. Um, goodbye. Goodbye. So Richie's dead. Yay. Uh, yay. Um, Seth is obviously very upset, but he doesn't have too much time to be upset because then the three dudes that they shot sit back up, Michael Myers style, and they're all their own vampire style. They? They're not all. They're not all animals, but they're all just kind of like different shaped faces and fangs and stuff um i'll tell you some of the ones that i remember when we get to them uh uh, fred williamson's one uh is crazy so here we are and they sit back up one of them grabs sex machine sex machine shoots him with his penis (laughs) it was great and then one of the vixens, that's what I'm calling all the, like, dancer vampire ladies, um, locks the big, giant, giant, huge, gothic wooden door and is like, dinner. Except her voice doesn't crack like that. <laughs> <laughs> and she turns into, like, her own dinner. vampire. She, dinner. She's more of, like, a tra- kind of a more traditional spooky vampire. Classic. Old school. Yeah. Um, and now the band is also in on the fun and they are playing a guitar that is a human torso. Fun. It's very fun. It's like a big bouncy human torso. Um, and it's just mayhem. It's just crazy town. And so this is the place that Carlos told them to come to, to be yeah. able to come live in El Rey. Mm-hmm. Okay. Jacob and the kids are hiding behind the bar at of this mayhem. Cheech hears them back there. Vampire Cheech hears them. And he's kind of climbing over the bar and like 
mouth open, like ready to bite them. And he says, you know what everyone says about me? I suck. Mm, good one. Good one. Question six. Dad vampire. He's dad vampire. Yeah. Uh, question <laughs> six. What do you do? What do the kids do? So he's you. He's kind of like leaning up on the bar, mouth open, giving you one liners. Um, so what do you do? What does uh, either of the kids do? I'm going to uh well uh, I think my vampire science it's going to come in vampire handy vampire scientist hat so I just don't know the lore of these particular vampires cuz I was like oh I want to stab him in the heart but I was like does it need to be a wooden stake here's what I'll tell you they're playing fast and loose with the lore. So great. Have at it. I'm going to do my favorite kill. Mm-hmm. I'm going to smash that bottle mm-hmm. and then stab it right all into his heart. I think that'll. Okay. What do the kids do? The kids maybe like throw bottles at him or something. Try to try to. Ah. Uh, <laughs> I gave you a point because you'll learn something by doing what you did. What uh, Kate does is she takes her, rips her necklace off, shoves it in his mouth, the and crust. closes it. <sighs> and he then, uh, doing what I'm calling is a m- melt explosion. They somehow melt and explode at the same time. They explode, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, she's now covered in goo. And it's just like, ew, which I thought was very realistic. Like when monsters are exploding all over you, I'm sure it is gross. Yeah. Um, we then uh, cut over to Frost and he's uh, picking up vixens and he impales one on each of four table legs. He flips over a table and throws one down on each table leg to kill him with wood and table spikes. <laughs> um, and then... Salma says to uh, Seth, let's see if you taste as good as your brother. He shoots her, but she obviously pops right back up. Um, But she didn't like it. Like, they don't like being hit over the head with a bottle. They don't like being shot. Sure, sure. But it doesn't kill them, which is why I gave you a point for, like, you probably would have gotten Vampire Cheech off the bar, bought yourself some time, but you also would have seen that, like, didn't kill him. So we're learning how they die. But the vixens that got stabbed on wooden leg tables, dead. Um, Sex machine is fighting off vixens with pool cues. Wooden pool cues. Uh, Danny Trejo rips the arm off some human and then sees sex machine fucking up some vixens. And so he jumps up on a table and gives, gives, gives them the old come hither fight fingers. I think that's what they're called. Yeah. Yes. Come hither, fight Come fingers. Hither, fight fingers. Join our Patreon to know what that is. Um, and Sex Machine does something very surprising. Throws a pool cue to vampire Danny Trejo. Danny Trejo looks very confused. Why did you just give me a weapon? And Sex Machine sa- is, says, because uh, I got this lasso. And he lassos his feet so that it, they're pulled out from under him, and then he jumps up on top of him and stabs him with another pool cue. Fun. Um, quite a beautiful dance 
that he did. Um, Salma now has uh, Seth underfoot and is saying that uh, she's going to drain his blood, but not completely because she's going to keep him as a slave. Um, but she's only going to feed him dog blood because he's not worthy of human blood. And uh, you'll be my footstool and <laughs> you'll lick the dog shit off of my boot heel. Lots of foot stuff. Lots of foot play <laughs> as my slave. And she says, since you'll be a dog, I'll call you Spot. But, you know, she's Selma Hayek, so, like, she says it's super sexy. In a good, cute way. Yeah. This whole time he's trying to reload his gun as she's yammering on about being a dog slave. He finally gets it, turns back to her. She's a snake again. And she says, welcome to slavery. He points a gun at her and says, no thanks. I already had a wife. <laughs> Because wives are terrible. Yeah, they suck. I'm sure like that. Some. Yeah, and, and I'm sure that he was the the epitome of a great partner in that marriage. Because he's real masculine. He's got a lot of masculine energy. Yeah, so we love it. Mm-hmm, it's great. Um, but he doesn't shoot her. He shoots the wooden chandelier down, rolls out from under her, and she's chandelier stabbed. Goodbye, Salma. It was very sad. She's super hot. She melts away into green goo. Green goo. So this is why I said we're playing really fast and loose with this lore, okay? Some people turn into vamps right away. Some people catch on fire when they die. Some people turn to goo. Some people... It's a whole... We got a lot of flavors of vampires in here. Interesting. Okay. So now the mayhem is kind of powering down, right? People are either dead or vampired or staked or whatever... Jacob comes over to Seth. Frost is still alive as well. And uh, a big vampire's coming towards them. And Frost is like, whatever you got to say to them, you can say to me first. And he has a cigar at all times, mind you. So big giant vamp rushes him. Frost reaches into his chest and rips his heart out. Wow, he's so strong. The vamp falls down, and Seth and Jacob start beating him with bats. Frost then stops him, says stop, and the heart that he's holding in his hand is still beating. Question seven, what do you do with a sex machine do? So Frost is holding this beating heart that he ripped out in his hand, and the the vamp is still alive. Alive. I'm going to... I'm going to stab the heart. With a okay. wooden piece of wood. Yep. <laughs> I guess if I still have my pool cue, that'll mm-hmm. do. Sure. A sex machine, maybe, maybe lassos the heart over so he can stab it. Thought about it too much. He grabs a pencil, stabs it. Boop. Boop. Done. He dies. So now some lady vamps square off with the, f- with the four men. The four men are Jacob, Seth, Sex Machine, and Frost. Okay? Those are four main characters that we're rooting for, which includes Seth. And they take them all down pretty easily, gruesomely. And now the four of them and the two kids are kind of like the only ones left standing. Kate says, aren't they supposed to burn up or something? And I was like, are they? Are are 
I, I haven't. Is that what they do? But then all of them burst into flames. Yay! So now the family tries to open the door, but it's bar- barricaded. They can't get out. But the band is still playing. Oh. They're still playing their torso. And Sex Machine is like, now let's kill that fucking band. And the lead singer just goes, fuck you, everybody. Good night. And they firework explode away. <laughs> the band was like, oh. we're out of here. They're I didn't like, get the bat. sense. <laughs> yeah, they basically batted themselves. Yeah. God, I love that show. <laughs> show's so good. So now Seth goes over to Richie's body. And he's like, I love you, buddy. We and don't. Richie. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. Uh, now Richie opens his vampire eyes and he's like, I love you too, Seth. And he's kind of like a, his flavor of, uh, his flavor of uh, vampire is Frankenstein vampire. Oh, okay. It's like if, if Frankenstein's monster and a vampire had a baby um, who was a serial rapist and deserved to die, it would be this. Right. Got yeah. it. Um, and so he's a vampire um sex machine smashes a chair and like goes to stab richie and seth pulls a gun on him and is like touch my brother with that steak biker and vampires won't need to suck your blood they'll be able to lick it up off the floor and sex machine says he ain't your brother no more and seth said that's a matter of opinion and i don't give a fuck about yours jacob frost and the kids continue to hold richie um, like down to the ground. Question eight: What do you do? What does Seth do? Uh, I stab Richie with a wooden mm-hmm. piece of wood mm-hmm. with a smile on your fucking face. Yes, mm-hmm. and feel feel glee about it. Out of glee. Uh, so, so, repeat again. What is where they are? They're they're holding Richie back. You know, and Seth is holding Richie back as well. Seth is standing in front of Richie and basically told Sex Machine, "You oh, don't so he's stake like my blocking. brother." Okay. Yeah. So then Seth uh, shoots Sex Machine. Point for you. No, Seth does in fact understand that his brother needs to die. He's not going to let anyone else do it, and so he says. Here is the peace and death I couldn't give you in life. Stabs him a bunch. And then he burns away. And Frost and Sex Machine are left holding only his arms. <laughs> the, all he combusted. So now, Seth goes over to the bar, pours himself a drink. And Kate says, are you okay? Kate, you don't need to care. You don't need You've to ask been if it's Stockholm. Girl. You don't need to do girl, any emotional in Stockholm. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, that's my new reality show. Yes. Girl, you've been Stockholm. <laughs> I love that show. I would so watch that. It's just it's just you going up to people that yes. have been Stockholm yes. and telling them be, they've been Stockholm. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Um <laughs> So she says, Are you okay? Seth is sarcastic and says no. All right, Quinn, I'll read the I'll read the speech. Yes. So <laughs> <laughs> We know Kate's, you're listening. So yeah, sure. yeah. Yeah. I'll I'll read it. It's clever. It's fun. So Kate says, "Are you okay?" and Seth says, "Peachy. Why shouldn't I be?" 
The world's my oyster. Oh, except for the fact that I just rammed a wooden stake in my brother's heart because he turned into a vampire. Even though I don't believe in vampires, aside from that unfortunate business, everything's hunky-dory. And Kate says, I'm really sorry. And Seth says, bullshit! You hate us. If you had half a chance, you'd feed us to them! And I was like, correct. I mean, I would. I would. Yeah, but Kate's been stockholmed. Yeah. And Jacob says, then why didn't I? And Jacob says, I saved your life. I didn't have to, but I did. And I'm sorry you lost your brother. I'm sorry he's dead. I'm sorry everyone's dead. Now, if we're going to get out of this, we need each other. And we need you sober and thinking, not drunk, because he's just pounding shots. Mm -hmm. So from Jacob's perspective, he entered into an unfortunate alliance with the only people that are left alive. Yeah. One of them happens to be his captor, you know. But leave that emotional labor to Jacob. Like, Kate doesn't need to be apologizing or checking up on anybody. They then start to hear what sounds like a bunch millions of birds hitting the building. Uh, And they say, what's that? Sex machine says, it's more of a gnawing sound. Birds peck. They don't gnaw. Rats gnaw. And Seth Mm. says, it's bats. Bats! Oh, okay. I was like, please don't be rats. Please don't be rats. Please don't be rats. It's millions of Laszlo's. I could do bats more than rats. Oh, I love bats. Bats are so cute. Um, rats make me want to. I'm just like, just I'll kill myself before they get near me. You and Eric. Eric has rodent problems. But do bats bother you? No. No? Do you like bats? Yeah. Yeah, me too. Okay. Um, millions of bats outside. So they start blocking off all windows and everything boarding things up you know so that they don't fly through uh kate keeps tripping over gore and is like backed up against the bar and a legless vampire starts crawling towards her he grabs her waistband and just as he's about to bite her sex machine stabs it with a pool cue another one pops up Frost lights it on fire with a match and then lights his own cigar because he's so cool. <laughs> he is cool, actually. He's very cool. I'm into Frost. Uh, Frost tells Who them... Who Frost again? Fred Williamson. Um, Frost now tells him, okay, we got to go around the room and we got to stab everybody that doesn't have a stab. Even if they look dead, we got to go <laughs> stab everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, smart. smart yeah. And so sex machines just stabbing away. Kate's trying to stab, but it's like hard for her because she's like kneeling over someone who doesn't look vampire-y. They totally look like a human. Mm-hmm. And it just, she is having trouble doing it. But then he wakes up and she's like, okay, no, I can stab you. I stab you, stab you, stab you, stab And she's like covered in blood and gives sex machine like the A-OK sign. And then sex machine is bitten. <gasps> oh no. And... He manages to stab it dead, but he's bitten. Nobody else sees that he gets bitten, just FYI. But he gets bitten on his arm. Uh-oh. So everyone is stabbed. Sex machine is bitten secretly. Jacob has plugged up some holes in the wall with body parts, uh, which was soups gross and cool. Um, now he says, okay, does anyone know what's going on? 
Now we're all going to talk about vampire lore. So Seth says, I don't want to hear any bullshit about I don't believe in vampires because I don't fucking believe in vampires either, but I do believe in my own two fucking eyes. And with my two eyes, I saw fucking vampires. Now, does everybody agree we're dealing with vampires? Yes. Great. Agreed. We're all on the same page. Um, so now they're like, what do we all know about vampires? Okay. Seth says, uh, crosses, crosses hurt vampires. Do we have a cross? Jacob says, in the Win- Winnebago. Seth says, okay, so in other words, no. Question nine, what does Scott say in response to that about crosses? And what do you Scott say? Scott is like, well, I believe that anything can be a cross. Scott says? You just put one stick with another stick and you got yourself a cross. And what do you do? And it's if you believe that if you believe that Jesus died on these two sticks then it kills (laughs) vampires and that's science. (laughs) Uh, Hand in hand. I have the script here so I'm going to read Scott's exact dialogue. He says, what are you talking about? We got crosses all over the place. All you got to do is put two sticks together and you got a cross. Uh, I should get an extra point for that. You know what? Fuck it. Extra point. Plus one. Great job. So, okay, they're like, all right, wooden stakes through the heart. Garlic. Holy water. Sunlight. Somebody says silver. Scott's like, that's for vampires. And he's like, but maybe... Oh, werewolves, sorry. That's for werewolves. And Sex Machine is like, I know silver bullets are for werewolves, but maybe they affect vampires too. And Kate goes, stop, does anyone have any silver? And everyone goes, no. And she's like, then it doesn't fucking matter. Move on. Which I thought was funny. Um, Scott says sunrise. So they're just naming all the things. And they say, when is sunrise? And Jacob says about two hours from now. So they got to... need to make it till dawn. Yes, exactly. Um, and... Sex Machine points out, like, but our our barricades, like, our making sure the windows are barricaded, like, isn't going to last for two hours with, like, millions of bats trying to fly into them, vampire bats. So um, they're like, you know, we got to figure this out. And they're like, okay, what else do we know about these (laughs) vampires, like, these (laughs) specific vampires? And Frost points out something that I was really glad they addressed. Because I feel like this is something that happens in, like, a lot of vampire stuff. Where, like, it just appears to be really easy to stab through skin, flesh, muscle, rib cage, all of that to easily get to the heart. You know, Buffy the Vampire Slayer mm-hmm. was like that. Where it's just like, dink, you're dead. Yeah. Um, but Frost points out, they have superhuman strength, but you can hurt them. And Jacob says, yeah. Uh, the bottle upside the head, Santanico, it didn't kill her, but it didn't feel good either. Like it incapacitated her for a moment. And he says, another thing is you try and ram a broken chair leg into a human, you better be w- one strong son of a bitch. And I said, yes, that's so true. And he says, but these vamps got soft bodies. The texture of their skin is softer, mushier. You can push right through them. Conceivably, if you hit one hard enough, you could take their fucking head off. So they don't die right away, but they're mushy. 
Um, well, she vamps. Yeah. Noted. Seth then says, but actually, our best weapon against all these satanic cocksuckers is, question 10, is what? Our best weapon. Who says this? Seth? Seth. Yeah. I and this is just, um, this is just one is. point. Like what? So things that we've already named, like not, it's, it's not a new one. It's a new one. It's a new one. Our best, what? Our best weapon against these satanic cock suckers. What do we name? I mean, we named all the things, didn't we? We said garlic. We said crosses. We said steaks. We said sun. Uh, just wasn't prepared for vampire lore. Just didn't know. Kim, this does sort of feel like you should always be prepared for vampire lore, though. We've done a <laughs> lot of we've done a lot of units on vampires. It's been a long this time. This is the though. final exam. Yeah, but like the class I took was three years ago, so like, well, it's hard to take the exam now. Okay. And also, it's a. I didn't have anyone teaching me two plus two since third grade, but I'm going to need to use it in my for, senior math exam. For. It's also a pop exam. Pop, pop. It's a pop exam. Yep. <laughs> I kill vampires by stabbing them. That's what Buffy does. <laughs> Our best weapon is Buffy. Here comes Sarah Michelle Gellar. <laughs> <laughs> Mirrors, they just can't see them, but that's like not a weapon. See, there's invisible. Uh, what the fuck? Do you want a clue? Yes, please. Why do crosses work? This is actually what I was thinking. I was just saving. I was holding it in me pocket. Let's hear it. I couldn't think of anything else. And then I was just going to say Jesus. <laughs> okay, you're close. Uh, why do crosses work? Because. Who does Jesus employ? If Jesus is the boss. God. Who are his well, employees? yeah, I mean, Jesus is God, though. Mm -hmm. I, th I think God would take issue with saying that Jesus is his boss. Jesus thinks he's the boss. God thinks he's the boss. They fight over who's the boss. The meanwhile, the Holy Spirit is just cash and <laughs> checks. <laughs> Wait, who does Jesus employ? Hmm? Who are his employees? Jesus is the boss. Jesus is the boss of whom? Jesus is the boss of... <laughs> <laughs> now we've really gone off the rails. That's <laughs> another clue that makes me more confused. Uh, Jesus is... Is and Jesus Incorporates who works there of preachers, this family of preachers hand in hand. <laughs> he says, <laughs> <laughs> He says, actually, our best weapon against these satanic cocksuckers is this man, and points to Jacob, who's a preacher. 
he can bless holy water. He can do other Jesus-y things that vampires don't like. Jacob gets really upset, though, and, like, punches him. He's like, I've had enough of your taunts. Because, remember, Jacob was like, I lost my faith because my fucking wife died. Yeah. And Seth's like, I'm not taunting you. He's like, we need you. A faithless preacher doesn't mean shit to us. But a man who's a servant of God can grab a cross, shove it in these monsters' asses. A servant of God can bless the tap water and turn it into a weapon. And then he says, I know you lost your faith. But I know without a doubt what's out there trying to get in here is pure evil straight from hell. And if there's a hell and those monsters are from it, there's got to be a heaven. Now, which are you, a faithless preacher or a mean motherfucking servant of God? And Jacob says, he does it just like this. He goes, I'm a mean mm-hmm, servant of God. <laughs> he won't say motherfucker. So Kate comments on the sound of the bats being like, I can't take much more of this. Like they're basically just listening to the walls be slowly demolished this gives frost an opportunity to go into a very long pretty racist slightly racist monologue about his time in vietnam uh and uh, i'll give quentin and robert one thing he really lets people eat a fucking meal out of this shit and frost was hungry and he ate it up um (laughs) while he's talking sex machine who was bitten, starts hearing women whispers in his ears. Sex machine. And he, like, covers his mouth, like, what's going on? And as he covers his mouth, his hand gets real Nosferatu. And he's like, (laughs) So he hides his Nosferatus, trying to hide the transformation. Scott, like, almost catches him, but misses. Uh, Frost is still going on and on and on. And then... Finally, Frost's monologue ends because we see Nosferatu fingers come up over his shoulders and Sex Machine bites him on the neck. So Jacob tries to throw him off, but he gets bitten too. Jacob! So he gets thrown over the bar. So now he's like, you know behind the bar on the ground. Seth is one of the few people that I cared about living. Literally. Yeah. So Seth is also thrown away. Scott is left standing there with his little dukes up. Just like, I guess it's just me to fight them. Fight uh, sex machine. And Frost is like, he fucking bit me. Sex Machine then turns from Scott and Frost says, come on, Sex Machine. Sex Machine charges. Frost throws him over his head and out the window, which breaks the window. (sighs) And all the bats fly in. And then we see Sex Machine's vampire face. And it's crazy. It's like. It's like his mouth opens like a normal mouth, but it also opens this way. Sideways. Yeah. It's, it's ah, really cool. Fun. And scary. And he's got kind of like tusks in it. 
it's real scary. Um, and he's just like, my bats. He's <laughs> really into the bats. And so Seth grabs Kate and Scott and they run into the back, like behind the bar. And we're now in some sort of long gothic castle hallway with torches on the wall. And we go into like what appears to be a wine cellar. They slam the door. The head of a bat gets caught in it. He decapitates it. Kate is then like, we got to go get my dad. Question 11. What do you do? What do they do? Girl, your dad is dead. Okay. Girl, you Stockholm. <laughs> your dad is dead. He was bitten, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Okay. Uh, no hand in hand? Like. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good. Seth is like, your dad's dead. But now we cut to behind the bar and Jacob is wrapping his... He knows that he's bitten, but he's not... Yeah, vampired yet. Yeah. Wrapping his arm. Okay, this is a tough one. But I think you can get there. He needs a weapon. He finds a bat. Baseball Baseball bat. bat. Yes. And some sort of shot gun. Question 12. What do you do? What does Jacob do? He's got a bat and a shotgun. I don't even understand, like, why he needs weapons. Like, you're a vampire now. Because I think he still has... He's still an employee of Jesus. Yeah, he's still an employee of Jesus. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, wait. So he has a shotgun? Yeah. Like, behind the bar, he was like, oh, shotgun. Oh, baseball bat. So what's the question? What does he do? Oh. There's literally, like... Out hundreds of, I guess bats. he just like goes out in a blaze of glory, like that thing where they're just like ah, <laughs> killing as many as they can until they die themselves. Okay, is that you or Jacob? Sure, hand in hand, hand in hand. That's two half points. He, I wouldn't mind a blaze of glory. You can have a blaze of glory anytime you want. You Going are a blaze down of glory. in a blaze of glory. <laughs> he takes the bat and sticks it through something in the gun. And now he has a shotgun cross that he can cock the gun with the bat and it's in the shape of a cross. Don't think that. Don't. I saw your brain trying to like think. <laughs> don't do that just don't think just accept just listen to my words okay he made a he made a shotgun bat cross okay got it that's cool good job Jacob and so they won't approach him because he's got a cross and he's in the employ of of Jesus and he can like cock the you know he can cock the gun with the bat it's very cool it's all very cool um and so he kind of like backs down the hallway, you know, and they're sl- following him, but cautiously. He gets to the door and he knocks on the door and he's like, open the door. Question 13. What do you do? What do uh, Kate and Scott and Seth do? <sighs> well, look, mm-hmm. he's going to be a vampire soon, but he's not yet. And he's got the cross gun. So yep. I'll let him in hand in hand. 
Great. As I said, some people turn into vampires immediately. Others, it takes some time. I don't know if it has to do with who your employer is. Right. Um, maybe they, maybe they can delay the process. I don't maybe know. It's about like where the bite is. Could be. Your Could neck be. goes faster than your arm. Could be. Yeah. So Seth lets him in. He hugs his kids. They see he's bitten. Uh, Seth starts freaking out. Jacob explains to the kids. He's like, I am already dead. Be so correct. Like, Good job. I'm I'm dead. Let's act as if. And then he turns around. And he's like, what is this place? Seth says, well, they've clearly been feeding on truckers and bikers. This is all the loot from the trucks. So it's like just crates and crates and crates of shit. And so they're like, let's figure out what's in there. So now we have a montage of them just like opening up crates. Some stuff is super useful, like crossbows. A shipment of crossbows came in. Those are handy. Some things are less useful, like uh, hundreds of sunglasses. Some things you'll have to figure out how to use them, like a shipment of super soakers. Kim? I love a super soaker. For what? Am I? Oh, I'm going to shoot holy water out of it. Yeah. You also have a shipment of condoms. What are you going to use the condoms for? Condoms are for holy water water balloons. You got it. So we're, we're just trying to use what we can. Um, so here, here are everyone's weapons. Seth quickly whittles down a table leg and attaches it to some sort of jackhammering device. So now he's got kind of a jackhammer stake gun. <laughs> Great. Uh-huh. Um, uh, Kate has a good old crossbow. She said, I'm going with the crossbow shipment. Scott has water guns and condoms. Jacob has his cross gun that he already made, but he refills the bullets with bullets that he's carved a little cross into. So now the bullets themselves. Jesus bullets. Jesus bullets. This is great. So the bats start making it down the hallway. They all stand at the door. Um, oh, we also saw um, Jacob blessing uh, Scott's super soakers and condoms so that the water was now holy. Sure. Um, so before Seth opens it, Jacob is like, kids, you got to give me your word. The second I fucking turn, you kill me. The fucking second. They obviously like don't want to do it. He has to go through a whole thing. They finally agree to kill him if he turns. So now Seth opens the door. Jacob leads the way out with the cross gun. The vamps are all a little hesitant. Are they vamps or bats? When they flew at us, they were bats. But when they land, they're like human-sized bats. So they're like vampire human bats. So they're people-sized now. But they look a little different than the other vampires because they're kind of still bat-looking. Interesting. Yeah. And there's so many of them. So many. Um, uh, millions. Millions. Yeah. Um, so they're all staring each other down. Our four and our bat brethren staring each other down. And then somebody says, kill them all. 
all, probably Seth, they all go ham. Water, balloons, jackhammering, table legs, um... And when the when the holy water hits them, it like literally just like takes off whatever the water hit. It's lots of fun. How fun! Very very fun gore in this movie. And uh, sex machine comes down from the ceiling and uh, grabs Seth, and they're they're fighting and blah blah blah. Seth manages to grab sex machine's whip, and he lassos sex machine's head and pulls it right off. And then Kate has to shoot the head because it's still alive. He's dead. But the torso of Sex Machine is still, like, on his hands and knees. And this is where the lore of these vampires gets crazy. Because now Sex Machine's torso grows another head that is is a rat that is basically... Ah. He turns into, like, a rodent of unusual size from Princess Bride, basically. I hate it. That's what he turns into. So now Seth is trying to fight off rat sex machine kate ends up saving him shoots it in the head with her crossbow he bursts into flames rat sex machine is dead cut to jacob fighting frost uh the gun (laughs) this listen this was fun jacob stabs the barrel of the gun into sex machine's gut frost sorry Frost's gut The gun then gets stuck inside of him. So Jacob has to cock and shoot the gun with Frost on it to shoot the other vampires behind him. (laughs) It was delightful. Love it. Round of applause. I was here for all of this. Um, Blah, blah, blah. Things are happening. Then uh, finally he gets his gun out of Frost's belly Frost melt explodes. Mexplodes. <laughs> Mexplodes. That's, that's funny. Sounds like McDonald's. So Jacob has his back to Scott. In front of Jacob are a bunch of bat vampires. And they start backing away from Jacob. Question 14. What do you do? What does Scott do? Uh, kill Jacob hand in hand. Yes. Scott hesitates and says, Dad? Dad turns around. Jacob is like a werewolf vampire. Ooh. That's his, his flavor of vampire. And Jacob bites Scott. Oh, shit. Scott manages to lob a holy water condom at him, which melts half of his face off and then shoots him. But Kate sees that Scott is bitten, and she's like, oh, my God. Uh, Seth says cry later she reloads her crossbow but not in time <laughs> you're one to talk Seth yeah fuck off Seth <laughs> Richie my brother <laughs> fuck you um, she reloads her crossbow but not in time because Scott is literally grabbed by like five vampire bats and they're just eating him and Scott says kill me Kate kill me question 15 what do you do what does she do kill him hand in hand yeah she shoots him and he explodes. He just straight up explodes. I just I just love that all of these vamps are like, I'm going to do this, but my style. OK, <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to be a snake. I don't know if I'm going to melt. I don't know if I'm going to explode. I might burst into flames. I don't fucking know. 
it's whatever I am inspired by in the moment. And in this moment, Scott's like, I'm going to fucking explode in all of my gory glory. (laughs) Gory glory. Going down on a blaze of glory. (laughs) Uh, He explodes. Seth then asks. So now it's Seth and Kate are the only ones left. And Eh. we love Kate. We love Kate. Yes, honestly, we love Kate. We love Kate so much. So they're standing back to back now, and Kate lost her crossbow. I don't know why she lost her crossbow in the mayhem. So she's only got a pistol. And Seth is like, "How many bullets you have left?" And she's not. And she's like, "Not many." Should I save the last two for us? As she as she says this, some light starts poking through some holes in the ceiling. And so question 16, what does Seth tell Kate to do? And what do you tell Kate to do? (sighs) Shoot the ceiling hand in hand. The sunshine. Let Let the sunshine. Let the sunshine. The sunshine. I love that fucking song. So she shoots some more holes and now the vamps are all trapped by the beams of light and they explode when they hit them. Then we hear, hello, I'm looking for my friend Seth. Question 17. What do you do? What does Seth tell whoever is outside the on the other side of the door? And they're like outside the big barricaded door or whatever. Mm hmm. Uh, can the door be opened from the outside? I don't understand how this door is shut. Can the door be opened from the outside? Yes. Looking for my son's friend, Seth. Not my son's friend. Just my friend, Seth. (laughs) (laughs) I'm looking for my son's friend, Seth. (laughs) (laughs) He left his thermos at our house. (laughs) And what do I say? Mm-hmm. What do you what do you yell to the people on the other side of the door? I'm Seth. Open the fucking door, <laughs> hand in hand. <laughs> he says, "Bust the door down." That's why I said I don't fucking know how this door is locked either. But he says, "Bust the door down," and so the door is shot apart by. Cheech, Carlos, Carlos Cheech, Carlos Cheech, Carlos Cheech. Was there only two uh, Latino actors available in 1996? Yeah, we we couldn't hire additional. Guess not. Men to play. Couldn't hire additional Mexican actors. Nope. Just like because there's only Cheech. Three roles. Three roles. Well, Cheech can play one. Right. Oh, yeah. 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 Other people. Yeah. So he he and his cronies shoot the door open and now all the that's them exploding Uh all over the place. And Carlos Cheech says, what the fuck is going on in there? Cut to Seth and Kate walking out. And Seth is pissed. 
he says, why the fuck out of all the godforsaken shitholes in Mexico did you have us rendezvous at this place? And Carlos says, I don't know. One place is as good as another. And Seth says, have you been here before? Carlos says, no, but I passed by it a couple times. It's out in the middle of nowhere. It seems like a rowdy place, so there wouldn't be a lot of police. And it's open from dusk till dawn. You said meet in the morning. Seth is like, well, because you picked that place out of a hat, my brother's dead now, and this girl's family is dead. And Carlos is like, what was going on in there? A bunch of psychos? And Seth is like, psychos don't explode in the sunlight. I was like, that's true. So he tries to, he's like, I'm here. Take me to El Rey. Also, 15%, not 30, because my brother's dead, and that was terrible. And they negotiate to 25, and... uh Seth tells Kate to go get the suitcase from the RV. She walks over to the RV, brings the suitcase. Seth is counting the money out. Kate's standing there and says, Can I come? Kate. Kate. Girl, you've been Stockholm. <laughs> what are you doing? I mean, to be fair, says Seth. Yes, but not what I was going to say. Keep it in your pants. I was going to say her entire fucking family is dead and she's stranded in the middle of Mexico. So I'm like... doesn't mean I need to go live with this guy who just fucking escaped prison and then killed a bunch of other people on the way and then kidnapped me and now I go fucking become his little slave wife. Yes, but then we do add the element of he's very, very hot. See? No, I want to go home. You want to go home? Okay. Um, he I'm says, a badass now, and I'm going to go live my life as the badass queen that I am. As the badass queen you are. Um, and uh, Without this motherfucker. But Seth, Seth says, no, you, you don't want to come with me. Go home. And he throws her some cash. And he takes his coat off, and he's got, like, a really bad tattoo that's just kind of, like weird flame lines that starts at his neck and all the way down his arm. But it's like, you know, when like, like tattoos are not actually black, they're kind of like gray blue kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But this just looks like they were drawn on by a Sharpie. I was disappointed in the (laughs) tattoo. I mean, he's still very hot and he can pull it off. So he says, go home and he hops into his car that Carlos brought him. And he says, I may be a bastard, but I'm not a fucking bastard. He drives off, leaves Kate with the RV. I guess a fucking bastard would bring her with him to live in L. Ray as a criminal. Drives off, leaves Kate with the RV. She drives off. We pan out and we see that the whole back of the titty twister has sinkholed itself. And it was built on an ancient Aztec temple. Credits. Dust till dawn. It's dawn. (laughs) I'm glad we got to vampires because there was a minute there where I was like, is this a horror movie? I literally had seen it before and said to Eric, is this a horror movie? (laughs) And he was like, you've seen this. I was like literally 14 years ago, bro. And like, I have the brain of a goldfish. Right. Um, So yeah, we got to the gory vampires. And frankly, the spectacle of it is great. It's great. I could just do without most of it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I just am not interested in in 
rooting for like villainous exactly. white men anymore. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I think that was the like, number one thing. I was like, well, I don't care about anyone. You know, that's always like my number one critique of horror movies. I'm yeah. Like, if I don't care about anyone dying, then like, eh. yeah. And it was just, um, you know, and I know that this has been done. Like, I get it. Like, Pulp Fiction, you know, John Travolta and and Samuel Jackson, they're not. They're criminals, too, mm-hmm. you know, so it's not like I'm it's not like I, I'll never vote for a uh, root for a criminal <laughs> vote, <laughs> but I will vote for him. I will vote for uh, <laughs> it's, um, you know, it's not like like I'm not totally devoid of fun. It's just, you know, yeah, yeah, it's not good when it starts with rape, rape and mutilation and murder. Yeah. That doesn't I don't want to root for you. Yeah. Um, all right, let me totally report. Going down in a blaze of glory. <laughs> I literally, yeah, it was gorgeous. Uh, I had already done it a few minutes ago, but did what? Gory instead of glory. Oh, I missed it. Yeah, did you sing it? Mm-hmm. No, I didn't it? sing it. I I just oh. said it, gory glory. It's fine. It's, it's gory gory Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. Let me count your points. I have to concentrate. Hi, Sammies. So we heard a rumor that you're not signed up for our awesome Patreon yet. What? Where are you getting your bone con then? It's cool. It's fine. You can still subscribe. Just hit the link in the show notes or search for us on Patreon. We're right there. We've got all kinds of bone con. That's bonus content. We've got mini sods, postmortems, and Q and A's, all live streamed. Polls, prizes, merch, and just a general smorgasbord of KK Sam. So join us. Or else. Okay. Kim, you did so good. For your dead oh, lives, you got seven out of nine. <laughs> nice. For your questions, you got 24.5 out of 33, and then I, for some reason, gave you one more random bonus point, which I can't remember why, but... Because so I said the line exactly You said the line exactly, written. that's right. Uh, that was a deserved bonus point. Yeah. 25.5 out of 33 for your questions, for a total of 32.5 out of 42. Nice. Fucking fantastic. Really great. Really great. Um, and listen... Really blew easy on that one. I actually think this movie is super fun. I honestly recommend like it it's really fun. I I was pretty shocked at all the things we said. Just like how much I was not on board for some of the storytelling. Mm-hmm. It was it was it was interesting to me, honestly, how how little patience I had for it. Um, especially being that it was a movie I had already seen and like clearly didn't even remember having these feelings and then watching it this time being like, what in the fuck am I being asked to do today? (laughs) (laughs) So very interesting. Well, that was from dusk till dawn. Happy dataversary, Eric Lane Martin. (laughs) And happy Meetiversary to you both. <laughs> Happy meetiversary as well. Um, okay, I love you all. This has been Kim and Kat Stay Alive. Maybe. So until next week, stay, stay alive! alive!
busted me up. I'm done. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Dread Podcast Network.